Not me, bros. I got high as a kite every single day. Ganja smoke, 24-7, 365. That's me. That's the Neutron's credo for 2014, y'all. Well, that's his gaming handle. Ganja smoke, 24-7, 365. He's a ripper at a... What's, what's a video game? I don't Call know. of Duty. Yeah, yo, Call of Duty, he's great. Oh, yeah. He was part of my guild for a long time, <laughs> and then we went on to... He went on... He got poached by one of the higher up, uh, higher class... Or, uh, higher level guilds. Whoa, whoa, are you talking about yeah, Ganja Gan- Smoke 24-7-365? Yeah, 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 Ganja Smoke 24-7-365. Hey, what do you think that name means? No, it's just probably a number. You know how many people take Ganja Smoke, so he probably just, you know, yeah, yeah. come up with it's a like number. It's like you gotta like, pick your birth year or something, mm-hmm. you know? Can't stop the signal, can't stop the noise. <laughs> That's right, you're eating the dog sauce. And you can't stop the signal. This flavor is didgeridoo. Oh. More like, I like pine kayak better, but didgeridoo's pretty good. More like didgeridon't. Didgeridon't. <laughs> Wordplay. I love it's it all. So I'm not even remotely ready for anything. That's the theme for 2014 is wordplay. That was the theme for last episode. Well, I'm talking about the whole new year, Conan. Is it season six yet? What season are we in? <laughs> I was no, trying to figure that. Can we finally like? Uh, be, well, yeah, like uh, season three debut. Is it season three? I no, guess. Hold on. All right. Okay. Let's let's get a ruling. Ten yeah. episodes per. How, how many episodes are we going to put in a season? Well, I would say this. We had like a three month break, right? That's like a mm-hmm. summer break. So to me, that would be except for his winter break. A, we had a bit of a it break was in the That's winter, true. though. It's like a summer break, but in the winter. The length of days were very long and affected us very differently. But uh, it is like summer break. It's just, and other than that, it's just like it, yes. It feels a lot more awkward somehow than that. Well, it's because our characters have become stilted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the we're jokes just, are We're tired. just hackneyed fucking... I mean, season three, like, I'm really starting to delve into self-caricature pretty hard. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're just rehashing old jokes of ourselves, really. Yeah. Conan's been recast by a completely different... <laughs> Playing the part of Conan Neutron, it is Mandy Patinkin. Our ratings are going to go up. <laughs> So high, our reviews are going to get really good. Oh shit! They got Mandy Patinkin in that role. Oh, I might check that show out now. Mm. You killed my father. Prepare to podcast. So welcome I, to season uh, three. Welcome to season three. Welcome, welcome to the new year for us. In our in our timeline, it's uh, it's, it's Happy New Year time. Yeah, Happy New Year. Still, what is it? January. Oh, good holidays. Yeah, we're going to relive some of the good times Six, of the fall seven. of 2013 by repeating our interview with Henry Owings. <laughs> yeah, we actually got our, our first lost episode. In a weird uh, it was way, just, it was just a practice. It was uh, it was like a pre-interview. Yeah, kind of we like, just warming up. We want to make sure this Owens character is who you we, know for for, for a pre-production meeting. We decided to do an entire episode and, then, and then corrupt the file around. so that we could try it again. A little later. more legit as a podcast because it was like, oh yeah, we lost an episode. Sweet, we're like a real podcast now. Giving away the insider secrets of the podcasting world. Yeah, I was just saying I've taken down the curtain in 2014. Yeah, we're done. Out of the gate, season. Just, I've already, I, I've already cut guys. off the curtain that is my hair, so I'm cutting down other curtains as well. Evan and, uh, uh, hey, some, some, hello, some, welcome some, to some quality visual radio. Evan's got some stylish new hair for haircut. It's shorter. How does it sound? It's shorter. That's Jakob Menwa. That, that was me just shaking it. Wakobo Menwe. Wakobo? Haircut analyst. Wakobo Menwe. Jacob Menwe. Playing the role of Kona Neutron, I'm Mandy Patinkin. Welcome. It is an honor to share. And Happy New Year in our timeline. The signal soundstage 
with such an esteemed veteran of the screaming stage. I, I would attempt to do a Manny Patankin impersonation. But I'm not going to embarrass everybody, including the listener, with secondhand embarrassment for me by trying. <laughs> Nor are we looking to offend Manny Patankin. So. No, that guy is, uh, we need him. Otherwise, this thing is never going to go over. So you guys got day jobs? Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that is a... Uh, oh, yes. You were right to ask that question. You really so were. So you guys got day jobs? Yes. No, yeah, uh, we, yes, yeah, we, yes, we do. Yes, we do, Shannon, We still do. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for, for checking in. We, Thanks yeah. for being with us. Uh, Noted rabble rouser of the podcast airwaves, Shannon Core. <laughs> so uh, Shannon Core doesn't want to hear your cello-related stories. Did you guys get out of town for Christmas at all? I did not. I was around you're, here. You were here? I, I celebrated... Whoa. Is that a sound? Oh, that was just you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was just me. Sorry. I mean, that, Surprise. That was, a, yeah. that was a sound from my mouth. That I thought was that was something opening. you had loaded up over there. It was turned into electricity by the, this microphone in front of me. It's impressive. Yeah, I, I thought so. There's some technological advances that have really been impressive in the last hundred years or so. To finish my point. You were saying? I, I was saying that... The thing about Mercury retrogrades that you really need to carefully consider. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I don't usually, you know, I Dude, made it. I'm tired of hearing about your horoscope. Um, <clears throat> but well, in, in Moss, many seriousnesses. Um, I don't really know. Who, who are you addressing the question to? Wait, both of you guys. Do you guys get out of town for fucking Christmas? That's eh, what I said. Sort of. Because I want to tell you all about my getting out of town for Christmas. It was grand. It was great. It was white. No, well, I know you. I know you like white. It's a very people. racist Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean. It. I meant the snow ways. Welcome, but welcome but to, to Alaska. Fair, I was yeah. no. Well, I was in Idaho, so, which is tonight even worse. on a very racist Christmas. It was. Yeah, it was that part of Idaho too. Very like yeah, Podunk country. Like Dad, why do you have to own that gun? Just in case. <laughs> I went out and I fucked around with a timber wolf. Pretty How, much. What was the timber wolf scene like in Idaho? Compared uh, to Alaska, they had some. Uh, they aren't timber wolves, but they've got the Canadian gray wolf there. It's actually kind of a. Do they have thing with the, the, the the graceful coyote? Um, no, they don't have any coyotes. They have, they had a lot of elk. The town is called Elk City. You ever fu- uh, you ever fuck around with possum? Um, I've not <laughs> fucked around with possum. Um, uh, I'm sure I'm sure it tastes gamey. Um, <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's, that's that's the thing everybody says about anything that's not. Domesticated <laughs> right. Well, sure it tastes gamey. I'm well, sure it's, it's gamey. game, right? So that would make sense that it tastes game. It's kind of gamey. This is a good bitch. I think we should explore this, guys. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> fucking shut your mouths about gamey meats. They're fucking game. Yeah, we get it. Game. It's game. Uh, whatever, guys. Game on, all right? We get it. Oh, this pheasant doesn't taste like chicken exactly. Well, it's a fucking pheasant, dog. <laughs> Grow up. Eat some squab, motherfucker. <laughs> it's a Fucking pheasant, dog. Get some ptarmigan. I was in town. I did not get out of town at all. You did. You did a uh, Taco Xmas sort of situation. I did, yeah, I did not you? get out of town. I did. Uh, yeah, I say I recreated a. Well, not recreated exactly, <laughs> but I went to a different. It was a reenactment. Th- there was. It was a scene for there, scene there reenactment of a different Taco Christmas. <laughs> But yeah, Mr. I love the Civil War. The, new, oh, the Neutron mind. hosted a Taco Christmas a few years ago. That's right, yeah. Just as we were first starting up the band. Well, who's uh, the lucky lady? <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't? Oh this is a better question. Hey. Um, in, in, your, you in your absence, it was revived as a by uh, some of the principals who, who were there, some friends nice. of ours. Uh, buddies uh, Laura and Devin, I believe. Yeah, right here in the, in the neighborhood. No, you were here? 
You came out here? Yeah, I was at your house. It was creepy as fuck. <laughs> that was weird, man. Yeah, you want to know why your cat's acting weird? <laughs> I'll give you a hint. He has been acting weird. <laughs> it's got two thumbs. Oh, I'm talking right shit. in this microphone. Oh. So that was that was fun. There was a very vulgar uh, Cards Against Humanity game was played. Mm-hmm. For those not initiated, Taco Christmas is sort of a, uh, there's a, there's a white trash, and I can say that as a white man. It's not racist. Sort of. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people that are looking to be offended. To, to be offended about comments about white people and that listen to this podcast. Duck Dynasty. That's all, that's all I got to say. All that's right? true. That's white the people. Last time I'll mention that. Are still into. God. Still into it, I guess. It's it's sort of a uh, whatever if it's for you. A lower class taco bar situation, and the ultimate precept of it is that you watched episodes of Mystery Science Theater 3000. And uh, I'm not sure if that was the crux of this topic. No, we got we got away from some of the cruxes. Oh, really. The event is there was there was too. a nicely slow cooked carnitas. That's okay. That's I, was, awesome. I was holding there that were, down there for you. There, there was some trout. It, was, it, it, it lacked a little bit of the white trash component. I watched a lot of MST3K while we were at my parents. People celebrating Taco Xmas for you. Yeah. I, was, I was I was holding down the real. Taco it may have gotten <laughs> watched. I had to work the next day, so I took off in the. You know, yeah. Pre- okay, the, watch my dust. How about that? In, in the pre midnight, so it, it may have gone into the wee and weird hours and involved some MST3K eventually, but. Yeah, the ultimate. I mean, it belongs to the world, really, I would say, at this point. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that uh, you're comfortable with the world co-opting the idea of eating tacos on Christmas, because it is a wonderful and grand idea. <laughs> I, I didn't even come up with it originally anyway, so yeah, it's fine. It's, uh, <laughs> I just perfected it. You just need to pay the Neutron his uh, taco, yeah, just, taco royalties. Yeah, exactly. This is one taco per event. Yeah, just, That's just, all I asked for. So make sure there's some, some salsa mm. left over, a little sour cream. Yeah, don't go grab the sour cream, man. Yeah. Like seriously, yeah. That's, yeah. he wants the full run at the condiments. He was the father. He was the father of Taco Christmas. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying they need to be the first one. The, but ta- could... the Taco Father, <laughs> Father Taco, Father Taco, Father Taco. We fold this tortilla today. I would not see that band because <laughs> you <laughs> dared taco. to serve tacos on Christmas against all odds. Oh man, what if Father Taco only played against all odds? <laughs> As like Ooh. one long like sort of. Froggy. I still a cover of Against All Odds. I wouldn't yeah, by still. Phil Collins as performed by Taco of putting Father on the, Taco. Put, Father Taco. Put, Dude, putting, putting on the Ritz fame. We're getting meta here. Come on. <laughs> We're talking about Father Taco now. Yeah. All well. Right. Okay. Yeah, I get it. That that, that Taco <laughs> yeah. had like. Uh-huh. That taco. No, we're talking about Father Taco. <laughs> yeah, right. Enough about your taco Xmas, please. Can we? Henry can we Henry would know. Get on to the jokes. About Father, Father taco. taco. We should ask him about Father Taco. He probably does not have a high opinion of Taco, yeah. of putting on the Ritz fame. Although I'm Nor sure he has a high opinion of Taco. <laughs> I was going to say, does anyone? In general. As, as food? I have a as high food. opinion of his choice of name. Yeah. Just calling himself Taco? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Is yeah, that taco. not great? Seriously, it's bold. I'm gonna do like a like a weird like kind of shitty glittery dance cover of putting on the Ritz. Mm. Okay, I'm Taco. (laughs) Call me Taco. Call me Taco. Do you think? But uh, going back to last, and then they ripped it off. Kids in your uh, for the league. Going back to last episode, with with putting on the Ritz as performed by Taco. With the Steve Albini uh-huh. rule, do you think he gave that nickname to himself? Or oh, he... I bet Taco did give himself that nickname. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, sure. Call me Knife. Totally. Call me, <laughs> Call me Knife, indeed. <laughs> Call me Knife. Uh, call, call them Minutes. Right, we've waited far too 
Minutes, raise our fists up. That minute song is off of the Roland album that just, yeah, you know, it came out kind of like right before the doors closing on 2013. But I I guess they're shipping out now, which in our personal timelines is uh, early, (laughs) early 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 in the 14. Yeah. So I I guess you could say it's a 2014 release as well. Yeah, some very good catchy tunes on there. Great band, great band. Shares uh, Ike. The drummer is also in Book Burners with our mm. previous guest, Eliza, from a different episode. I wonder if does she have a story that show. she was trying to get to, maybe? I think she did. Are you sure? I think there's oh. a story in there. <laughs> What's going on? Kevin, and this is the most we've ever tried to like toss you an alley-oop for the soundboard. And, and it's just not there for you. Stupid shit. <laughs> Just, I'm going to say it a hundred times. <laughs> it's just, it's just loading. This is my life. <laughs> I know. Buffering. Loading, buffering. No, it's just no. Okay. no. Finish my point. Okay, that, oh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, finish thanks. my point. Are you going to do it every single time that you touch it? Finish my point. Oh, okay, God please. Damn it. You know, really. Oh no, please. Okay, so, you've been insistent. No. <sighs> Fuck off. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Finish my point. Okay, no, yeah, okay. okay, okay. <laughs> Tell us how many cellos? Oh, how many? Christ, <laughs> I don't know. Oh. That, that, like, that was the, big, the easiest softball I've ever been tossed. I, I said we were really trying to just like, like literally. Hey, let's it was be a clever. It was like a, it was like a sand <laughs> volleyball co- court, and I'm like, oh mouse, I'm gonna give you a sweet little bump, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna set it right like, there it's for the new drive. <laughs> like, and then you're like, fub, fub. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Or I mean, the iPod, iPad was like, fub. Yeah. Like my my shorts fell off. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like not only I got did, caught up in the net. Like not only did you get Found pants, but like you got your hand. junk stuck in something somehow. Like when <laughs> right. you fell down, it was like, <gasps> and then like there was like a dog that just peed on your head like while you were there. So now right? I can't edit it because now we made a big. Mm. Like, <laughs> no, it's good. I like it. I thought it was <gasps> fuck. Uh, let's see what modern production values can provide us. All right, Ike also plays in the book burners. Oh, neat. Oh, okay, that's swell. Feature, uh, which also I, we had Eliza a guest from guests. the book burners, did we not? <laughs> yes, we did. Oh, that's interesting. Eliza was here. I wonder if she, she had a story was. that she was trying to get to. To finish my point. Oh, really? She does. Yeah, okay, yeah. What? Okay. what? She does. What? what? Tell me. To finish my okay. point. Please. Thanks for getting there. My name my is point. Judge. 
My name is. <laughs> no. Judge. So All you right. guys got day jobs? No, nope. we rely on them exclusively <laughs> for income. We have a band too, but we do rely Weirdly on enough, our, we rely uh, on our day jobs exclusively. Weirdly for income. enough, we do this for fun. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have heard of a little band called Dream Theater? Uh, I've heard of a little no. band called Death, which, uh, <laughs> have, which yeah. we just heard there in uh, Great Poor Moments in Segway History, no provided by Evan Gritson, professional podcaster. For all uh, the world to see. Yeah, which uh, which was brought to or the world. Is it for the world to see or for all the world to see? Which one? I think it's for the world to see. For the world to see. For the world, for the world to see. For the world to see, yes. the name of that record. It's a great record. For those, for those uninitiated... Which we, is uh, probably a lot of people that are listening to this. Uh, those of yours would hear. At least the ones who we know on a first name basis have, are probably familiar with Death and potentially the documentary of a band called Death. But we saw them. For those not, uh, it's a pretty fascinating story. We so, saw them shortly after we recorded the last episode. Actually, you and I. Evan that's true. Them. They played uh, in Oakland on Halloween. Yeah. That was, that was a great it was a great time. There was shit-eating grins <laughs> on stage the entire time. It's like like the... Wow, I, we just won the lottery, and we yeah. still like can't believe that this fucking awesome yeah, thing to the is un, happening. To the uninitiated, that was recorded in the, the mid '70s. Never really saw the light of day until just a few years ago, in large part due to uh, our guest, who is no longer a mystery because you read file names, Henry Owings of, <laughs> chun- of Chunklet fame. <laughs> well, who, let's who, not presume who appears. Let's not presume who, who appears in the documentary as well. It does. Uh, they may have not have read it, and. Yeah, the documentary is called A Band Called Death. It's it's, it's quite good. It's it's actually been one. It's been a last year was a good year for documentaries. It's on Netflix at the moment. Yeah, it is. Or, I mean, at our moment, at least. It's in my queue. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet, though. It's uh, it's excellent. I think you'll enjoy it for sure. It's definitely very compellingly told as a story. Don't tell me what to do. Mouse, <laughs> <laughs> I think you should take in all the facts and make an educated decision. No, I won't. I'll be able to do it. So you've already decided it's a dick move. I have. I think you know where you stand on the dick move scale <laughs> right now. And that's, on the dick move scale. And that's a choice that you've made, and I'm comfortable with you continuing to make. Don't tell me what I'm doing. <laughs> Don't describe to me in detail what I'm doing neutrally. <laughs> I demand you provide a acerbic point of view. So the Big Star documentary, too. That's been, yeah, I've been heavily recommended to me by Netflix. I'm a very... I'm, Every I'm, time I'm, I turn around, it's like, well, have, you, have you seen this one, though? It's a great band. It's not as good of a documentary as All the right. death documentary, I don't think. Check this out. I will say this. I am the rarest of rare things that I'm a casual Big Star fan. I, I quite enjoy number one record. I've listened to the other stuff. I, you know, I, like, I like it. It's fine. But everyone I know that... Not, not everyone. Most people I know the, like Big Star are like, Oh, Big Star, best band ever. I can't believe blah, blah, blah. No one knew blah. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, it, it gets a little bit much. Mm, I guess. I, I mean, I guess I can see that as an opinion. <laughs> just, that a person... You can see that as an opinion. Could I can see people thinking I don't that. think that they're necessarily... No, I don't think everyone that ha- has them as like an important band... That's not o- what I'm ...overemphasizes their... I was saying most of the people importance. I know that like Big Star, they're crucially important to them. And it's also... It, it, it's coming from... You know, it, I know a lot of music nerd friends, and, and they're definitely... As that documentary states, I'm not going to spoiler alert, Mouse. They're kind of a music nerd band. <laughs> that they and their story. This would, movie is about a group of older people who go to space. I hope I'm not giving away too much there. So email us if you catch, if you catch that reference. This All movie's right. about space balls. It's called Space Balls. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> that documentary I have seen. 
Spaceballs? The documentary Spaceballs? Yeah. That, was, uh, that really brought a lot of awareness about giant hair pick usage in the desert planets. Yeah. It's an and important mer- issue. They, you, know what they, you know what they found? They ain't found shit. Merchandising. That's where I learned to uh, learn to merchandise. <laughs> so Nothing Can Hurt Me is the Big Star documentary in that. It, it tells the story of... Uh, it's compelling subject matter, but it tells like a murky story, I think. And it well, shies away from a number of aspects about right, the because, actual band members. Because the key, the key crux of that band was Alex Shilton, which everyone knows and reveres, and uh, Chris Bell, who kind of, for a long time, was sort of forgotten by history because they were a band that... They became known as time went on, and people kind of like, "Hey, have you heard this record? Oh, check out this this record. You know, it's called Number One Record. You should hear it by this band called Big Star. It's so good. You should check it out." And they kind of became known that way, to you know, music nerd to music nerd in in the kind of way. Well, and they were just besotten by like bad. Couldn't get your bad record label. Not, yeah, not that they were terrible choices inherently. The time that they made them, but they all backfired. Like there was just never a good push behind any of their records. Yeah, just a hard luck case and but very good and just yeah star-crossed in many ways and but but there was definitely like a the chris bell character definitely was uh saddled saddled with personal issues that were not really addressed okay okay i'll I'll watch the documentary now jeez but it just seems like it's the chris bell character played by mandy patinkin well (laughs) say for uh for critical acclaim purposes i like the tv movie version better (laughs) oh is that with uh, patrick duffy in the role no, he played his dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, they kind of glossed over certain but anyway, things. But anyway, he, very... he came from a very religious family, which they totally gloss over. And to get access, he, he, which I get, I, I, yeah, I get. They had to like talk to his estate to get access to his photos, and and I get why they did it. But I, I do. Yeah, I mean, you you were talking, you were saying that yeah, you felt they were storytelling issues that he liked was a the, large yeah, part of the story. I mean, Chris Bell liked the Vigi and the P, and like. People just were not comfortable with that being an important element of like why he was unhappy and why he didn't feel and tortured. He was a tortured yeah. soul, too. Uh, and just you know dealt with mental health things, and that was sort of glossed over. And... So, hmm. all right, as... the, the, the making of their third record I thought was also not really ha- was given short shrift, which is like just the sound of like decomposition <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah, and it was like a real weird wild card. And uh, it really rewards listening to it a bunch more so, I think, than the other ones. But there's lots of great little details in all of their music, and that's why they're so revered. It's not, yeah, it's it's just it's in the like, the, oh, it's these guys playing these songs. I yeah. mean, there's just lots of little things. It's definitely justified, but it, it I, I as, and I still say, again, maybe that's just my experience as a casual Big Star fan. I enjoyed it. And I found their story interesting because I didn't really know a lot of their story. I knew some of the, I knew the obvious things, of course, like oh, this is a band that you know totally underappreciated the time and like you know had all these terrible things happen and never really caught a break and blah 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 this and that. I was like, okay, cool. But I know a lot of people that are big star fans that are just it's their like favorite band or like one of their and mm. they just oh I got to tell I'm my big star and I've never been that way. Well, so I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Then it's going to be my new favorite band. <laughs> you heard it. Number here one first. record's a great. That's a great fucking badass record, man. I think that's that's rated exactly right by history. Uh, second one, ah, it's okay. It's better than okay, but uh, that's fine. Like it's. I haven't listened to it. As you got to dig in. Like you can't. Yeah, they're. See, more big star fans yeah. just trying to shout down my opinion. I know that See? is. I say I, I apologize for being so abrasive and forceful. <laughs> There. You don't have to use that kind of language, sir. 
So I only know their third record, which is the only one I own. Yeah, I so you have a vinyl copy from yeah. like the eighty, which is the weird 85 ish reissue, yeah. uh, which they were very much championed by uh, by REM when REM came to prominence, and uh, hmm. Makes sense. which I think was which was mentioned, but not was not a major point, but. Uh, that documentary, might- but that was a good, you know, a good ten years after they were fully, fully done ski before they really got much of any recognition or reissues of their records, etc. That documentary did remind me that the band Block Party exists. So, all right, I remember those guys. I was like, oh, that's a band. I thought the Death documentary was very much a superior uh, story. Yeah, see, like, it was for very, me, yeah, like... Say, it's very well told. Like, seeing both in the queue, and I'm like, oh, I gotta watch that. And I, I think it's a better movie. I, I think it's a... Big Star, I, like, yeah, uh, I agree that it's a better movie. I think the Big Star documentary is good, and I think the Death documentary is great. And I think the, the Silkworm documentary, Couldn't You Wait, I believe, is great as well. What's another documentary that came out in 2013 that you're a big fan of? Sound City. Sound City? Oh, yeah. That one's really... That one's, Sound City was good. That's, I'd say it's really good with moments of... So, okay. Yeah, there's definitely some moments where you're some cringy moments in it for sure, but uh But there's also like, oh but, Rick Springfield can it's, it's cool. Kind of rock. I had no idea. Rick Rick can kinda of rock back in the day too. But uh Everyone was young once. Everybody still does. Yeah. He's just sitting here in his uh Facebook profile. These yeah, days. I thought it was very profoundly worshipful of Rick Springfield, I thought. Like I get some more likes over here. <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. We can. <laughs> I hope. I don't know. No one can help. We already did Steve Albini. We're probably where we're at. If you want likes, don't treat it like a diary, <laughs> damn it. I, mean, I don't really know what else we're going to... Who else are we going to get? Snooky? I guess I guess we peaked. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say. <coughs> you got pull for Snooky? Someone I would not want to talk to. I met a dude who seemed like he was very, very much fresh off of the cast of Jersey Shore. Yeah. I saw him open a beer with a knife. This weekend mm-hmm. at a party. Mm-hmm. He was a cool guy. What a cool Jeez. guy. Just want to hang out with him. What a cool guy. What a cool guy. That's a guy. I want to be that guy's friend. I'm going to try and make him laugh. <laughs> he was an all right guy. He was, just like, he was just like knife guy. Just kind of... <laughs> I just saw him like you know, just sort of like his. Everyone does their own little thing when they get to a party, and you're like a little socially awkward at first. Uh-huh. Like, oh, I'm gonna go just drink this glass of wine real fast. Like his was like, I'm just gonna use my knife for unnecessary things. Yeah, yeah the first hour is definitely more awkward than the last hour. <laughs> first hour is <laughs> last hour. Oh, was taking that, drinks that, out that of the guy and his knife. Oh. A guy and his knife. A love story. By the end of the night, you have got sunshine state of mind. I can feel it in the east. You got something radiating, sapping all my energy. I'm under a block of ice. April has abandoned me, like she does most every year. Average 35 degrees, and you never survive it. I would love to see you try standing on the beach in January. state of mind I'm 
Guns N' Roses, I mean, uh, Federation X with uh, Anna Miss, one of my favorite. It's a, it's, such a, it's a very satisfying jam, but he does have a little bit of uh, a little W Axl Rose sachet going. There's a little slashes happening, too. One of my favorite bands, uh, one of my favorite records of last year. It's off of uh, We Do What We Must. I think we played some other songs yeah, off it's of a, it's uh, a, it's a ripper. Out that before. Before that, we had West Coast. Had some of those boys on before. By the cell phones. We, did, yeah, we had Bill on the show, huh? We did. <laughs> Former alumni. Do we have any? You can't stop the signal alumnus. Uh, no, you know, we don't. Hmm. Any, any, Damn. Any Bill Badgley drops? Wasted opportunity. We do not, no. Uh, before that, uh, we had... Eliza, do you have a story that you were looking to tell <laughs> Bill Badgley? God damn it. I'm on the wrong screen. <laughs> Finish my point. Okay, <laughs> I'm trying to be the Chris Paul of of, uh, of of drops for you right now. I'm throwing lobs right and, up at the hoop, and he's right. treating them like RuPaul. <laughs> I do buckshot, man. I just fuck, just <laughs> annihilate that camera. <laughs> Before that, we had the cell phones with West Coast, the uh, album version of "Get You Alone." They're excellent. Record we did. From I think last we had the live year. version of that on early, yeah. very early in our run. first episode, I believe. And. Uh, Bringing it full circle. Some cool sound. Great band. Some nice background vocals on there. Yeah, yeah. Soaring. Yeah, they're great. We've played around. with them before. We're going to play with them again. Yeah, they're alter egos. Not, the, right. not yeah. the podcast. And they're, yeah. They're I mean, we, uh, yeah. You can't stop the signal doesn't play with bands. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> we, don't we, we don't mess we around. We don't play well with others. <laughs> we fuck around with a platypus, but we don't. <laughs> we, don't we don't play with bands. But we don't. We play do with play with bands. bands uh, in our in our other I went out and I fucked around with a Timberwolf Timberwolves too Timberwolves Ryan Parks RC thanks again for dropping by the studios for dropping some change <laughs> yeah baby those are good those I'm are good tunes change, some uh, production values yeah those are both wonderful <laughs> Speaking of dropping change, uh, Henry is about 30 seconds late for uh, this internet show oh, that Jesus Christ. has well, no time. That guy is going to get fined. He makes time. Makes his own time. Junklet. He's making time for making time. <laughs> Junklet is a zine. Zine. And an empire. And an empire. It's and more a, than just a zine. More than just a zine. It's a good empire. It's, good, it's, a, good, it's a good empire, yes. And we're very pleased to be speaking to, with Henry shortly. It's the kind of empire you'd like to be enslaved by. <laughs> yeah, the real easy rules, no money requirements, you know, it's fun. Just listen to a lot of records. It's pretty cool. You can be snarky if you like. If you like. It's, it's not like an it's as thing. As you like. How are you doing? Hey, you it's, okay? it's the man, the myth, the legend. Henry Owens. Hello. Yeah. I just very rudely can cut up. Can you hear up. me okay? Yeah, yeah. Can you uh, hear me? This is Conan. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey. Hey, I'm Evan. Hey, Evan. And I'm Mouse. What's up? Awesome. Welcome back to the interview. Yeah, all I heard was all I heard was Mouse. Yep. Is your yeah. name Mouse? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call me Jacob too if you want to call me Jacob, but it's and not. Jason, it's Jason's much more fitting. Yeah. Well, Jacob, but that's yeah. You call, call him whatever you oh, want. Okay. It's, it's, don't call him Blade for dinner. Although we did have no, the no. no. Call him Jason. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this off by just asking. Uh, did you hit record? <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. This is yes. the inter- the interview. So nice. We're doing it twice. <laughs> it's very true. Yeah, you want it. We all want to relive that in all but, of uh, our in all of our timelines. Welcome to the second Henry Owings interview. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so for, it, it did record. It just didn't stay recorded because nobody else has actually been to it before. Well, you know, we 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 keep a very insular ship around here. So yeah, I would it's, say it's important. <laughs> it's important that they know how I feel. Now, the more thing to remember here is that it, what it did record. 
it's just that the file did get corrupted, and uh, you know normally we have a, a two tiered backup solution. We have offsites. You know, there there are gnomes ran around. There was a situation. ghost in the machine. I blame Sting. I randomly, I actually kind of felt a little more legitimate as a podcast, knowing we had a lost an episode. Like you know, like oh, it got lost. Uh, like I got cor- the file got corrupted. Oh, cool. Now we're like a professional outfit. Now all right, cool. It's like we're like really doing it. <laughs> it's good that we're failing at things. Yeah, you know. But we are. We are. That show is. <laughs> well, we but, are, but thank you for being good enough to come back and, and speak with us again. Yeah, in, in, oh, all, no, totally. in all realness, thank you very much. Yeah, very magnanimous of you for the uninitiated. Henry Owens is uh, emperor, some might say, of the Chunklet Empire. What started off as a uh, as one of the finest zines in zine culture, and has become an entirely another type of entity that involves critical thinking, awesome projects, and cool a, shit. A, multi, yeah, a really multimedia lead, empire, you know. Made, made the leap in a good way. Yeah. And uh, we actually uh, we played we played some good tunes this show as we were known to do, and we played a song off of the off of uh, the Death Record. And yeah, so and it occurred to me that uh, we didn't talk about how you were the guy that actually brought that to the world's attention. Really, yeah. I mean, uh, and it's, it's in the documentary too, which we did also talked about. But yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that story about that great band? is that the documentary validated what I've been telling people all along. Like, when I saw the record in stores, like, I was drunk, I was like, holy shit, like, that, you know, registered on people's radar. And, of course, you know, it's like when you're in Atlanta, Georgia, you know, it's like people just go, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, it just blows, blows my mind. But, but really, what uh, Ben, who is the drummer for the Dirt Bombs, like, I've known that, that guy since he was, like, 16, 17 years old in high school, and he was here with the Dirt Bombs and they were playing at the Earl, and he burned me a disc, and it was the death single, and he, you know, he's like one of those, and, and I, I mean this in, in a respectful way, but he's just one of those, kind of like, one of those record collectors that just buses over obscure shit, and you know, like a, a you know, uh, the, the value of records uh, rather than, you know, like actually like, oh, I have an MP3 of it. That's cool. Sure. So, yeah, totally. He, he was I know a guy like that. Yeah. This record costs like $500 and, you know, it's like blah, blah, blah. You know, like, and, and I kind of shut off. Like, at that point, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I don't care. But I went home and listened to it. I was like, I said, this is fucking incredible. Can we put it up on the site? And, and it, it, it was... Nothing more simple than that. It, it was seriously just like I put it up, and sure. And this is and and, and just really, and real quick, Henry, your, your connection's a little shitty. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we're going to try to make an adjustment here on our end. But um, if you have anything that you could do on your end to oh sure sure oh sure. my god that's uh, so much um, better. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I was trying to lie down in bed. Um, uh, just you sounded because, relaxed. Like, uh, yeah, I was saying. My, well, here's the thing. Like, you know, I mean, not that you. Uh, well, this is an interview with me, so I can tell you whatever the fuck I want. My, uh, exactly. My, <laughs> and you I'm can like, tell I, us from I the supine a, position if you like. <laughs> I have a I have a two year old daughter, and she um, she's you know usually goes to school during the day, but because of the holidays and whatnot, like I've been on full time daddy duty. Right. And, right. And so, like when it when it got to eight o'clock today, I was like, "Man, I, I I just I just wanted to chill out." And so, 
when when Conan emailed me, I was like, oh, I can lie down and just talk. Uh, so but I'll just I'll just. <laughs> Well, and the thing is, like, uh, unlike it is in the Bay Area, like, it's actually legitimately fucking freezing here right now. Yeah, yeah, and, that's uh, so we hear, so we hear. Well, which, which, when I say that, I, I should have quote marks around fucking freezing because, like, it, it's it's cold, but it's not. How should I put this? Like, a northerner would like scoff at us. Like, right. I grew up in Colorado, and and I'm not. I'm not being pious. I'm not my year than now, but it's it's fucking cold. Like Man. if you want perfect weather, if you want perfect weather, move to the West Coast. Yep. But, like, <laughs> it's, it's, but cold is cold. I don't but, care where you're from. And I grew up in Alaska, but I still I get fucking cold here in the Bay Area, man. Like cold is wherever wherever you're at. Cold is fucking cold, man. Exactly. And where we're at with the bay, you get like the bay wind too, which cuts in a very, you know, a great lake sort of way at times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a a real, I mean, granted, I'm I'm not going to bitch about the weather, though. though. Let's be clear about that. We're 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 having an all right time here. (laughs) We're doing okay. So, so going back to death, um, so, so people were downloading it and just emailing me like Sasha Fair Jones, like all these journalists were like, where the fuck did you get this? Blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, the people from drags. I, I can't remember exactly how it happened, but it was, you know, I turned into this conduit of getting people in touch with each other. And then, you know, like six months later, the record came out and, and I was, I was gobsmacked. Like I was like, God, that's fucking brilliant. That's awesome. Great. It really is uh, too. It's, I mean, it's a fantastic cause, cause the single, if I remember right, was keep on knocking back, uh, politicians in my politics eyes, my eyes. backed yeah. with keep on knocking. Am, am I correct about that? And that's I never I never never knew from them before never heard them and I actually no, I found out about them from the Chunklet site just with that same that same post like everyone else did and I'm like wow this well, fu- this is fucking fear, cool. Well, the thing I love is you know and and I always love quoting Dwayne Dennison uh, from the Jesus Soldier because it's like I know a lot of people really love bad brains but but Dwayne Dennison put it best like he just said they were fusion fusion musicians that just happened to be the right band at the right time like they they just kind of they they just kind of hopped onto the punk rock train or whatever uh and i know people in dc would disagree with me and i'm i'm certainly not trying to pick a fight if anything i just find it entertaining that you know 3 years prior to that there were dudes in detroit that were way outside of the realm of anything cool or hip and just doing it and it was just so just stunningly refreshing still like 30 years later 35 years later well sure yeah, i, I mean i just even that story with with them like the story of that song keep on knocking how they were which they were playing in in that in that room in that bedroom and like the neighbors would get so fucking pissed that you know they didn't want to call the cops so they would they would go into the they would go into the house and just like start beating on the door like hey yo cut it out and they're like keep on knocking Keep on knocking. We're going to keep playing. <laughs> I thought that was such a neat kind of like, oh, my God, like what a different time that was. Well, yeah. no, they yeah, had, they I had mean, the, the very unwavering it, it, support of their mother also, which yeah. is pretty amazing. I, I always, anytime people ask me who I, I always think it's, I, I, it, it resonated so much with me when they said that, um, because like, I, I mean, I, I don't come from a, a, a family of, uh, you know, like, affluence or whatever but my mother was all has always been unfalteringly supportive uh and and i the, the older i get the more especially having a child like it, it's something that i really really think is a, a very brave thing for a parent to do because most parents just want their kids to like just 
you know, like get out of college, like get a, a shitty job and like be miserable just like they are. But, you know, it's like my. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't don't see, get killed. Like, don't knock up your girlfriend and work at the gas station, you know, <laughs> and, and, and keep on knocking. And, and so. <laughs> And so, you know, really for me, like, you know, so when I, when I saw the death story and there are plenty of other stories like that, where I'm just like, God damn that it, it's something that meant so like, like, uh, the band blind shake. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our, our buddies, did, uh, amazing, amazing man. Our buddies, the blind yeah, shake. Yeah. Well, but you know, I, I, uh, I, sure. I, there was a documentary that came out about them a few years ago and, uh, you know, like the whole Michael Yonkers record. Oh, hey, hey, what, hey, what now? Right. That's the, yeah. Colin did that. Uh, yeah, yeah. who I, I guess we I played with them when they were doing that tour with like, then Colin was filming that. That show. dude, um, Colin, that dude, Colin actually lives down the street from me. Uh, he plays in a band oh, really? with, my, uh, with my ex bandmate. Yeah. He's a, he's a good dude. He plays in a band called the loyalist now. Yeah, there we go. Colin. But, uh, That's my chain drop sound. Because every time we every time we drop a name here, we have to like drop change as well. So since I dropped a few names oh. there, uh, I dropped some change. <laughs> well, the blind shake, um, the, the documentary, to me, like in this age where, you know, bands really don't like, like I'm not trying to make a definitive statement, but bands by and large, are trying to go for the path of least resistance. You know, it's like they're not really totally. wanting to put in time. Like, they're just wanting to, like, uh, just become... It's like, wow, it's like Pitchfork picked this up, and now we can go tour. Or now we have an agent that's in the pocket of Pitchfork, and now we can go on tour. Now we can go masturbate um, on teddy bears all around the U.S. Well, exactly. And and the thing I loved about The Blind Shake is what I told, what I've told every band, which is if you really love playing, if you really love playing, then you really shouldn't care about, uh, you know, putting asses in the seats, at least for a little while. And the Blind Shake has been a band now for 10 years. And when I finally got the, the guts to go up and talk to Jim, the, the one guitarist, like I told him, I said, man, I just want you to know, I really, really appreciate you guys existing. And and I think it was, they were opening up those seas. And, yeah, yeah. They, that was a huge uh, tour for them, too, because they were playing to a bunch of people that didn't have any idea, nor would you know would they care about the Blind exactly. Shake before. And then they're like, oh, this band's <laughs> fucking Oh, we cool. care now. <laughs> we care now because this band kicks ass. <laughs> well, and, and I, I think that a lot of, you know, like, the for the lack of a better word, like the genres, you know, like the garage rock genre, like... The, the pretty boy sort of like indie rock genre like thing like everything is so for lack of a better word gentrified that totally. when I see a band like the blind when I see a band like the blind shake it's like okay I can see to me like like from a fidelity standpoint like they matter they they're sort of like the monks meet the oxes you know like mm. this kind of like kind of mappy kind of atonal but very primal. And, uh, but, but, you know, it's, I, I think they're, they're still looking for their fans and they're out there. I guarantee you. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, cause I mean, there's even things like we, we did, uh, in, in our, in our alter ego, uh, in our, in our band, we ended a tour in New York and we, the, the next night we were like, Oh, our, our buddies, the blind shaker plane. Uh, let's go, you know, let's blow off steam and go see our rad friends. And then we brought people to the show who were like, Oh my God, this is band. Thank you so yeah. much for exposing me to this band. This band's fucking great. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. Well, they're actually, and, uh, and- kind of pervasive i was wearing the shirt at the restaurant i work at too and i ran into like the drummer david's uh 
college roommate. He was like, wait, is that the blind shake? Like the blind shake, blind shake? Oh, no kidding. I was like, yeah, yeah, it's blind shake. And he was like, holy shit, where'd you get that shirt? Like, are they a band? I'm like, yeah, they're still a band. Like, it's like, check them out. Like, I wasn't, like, I went to college, I was college roommates, doormates or something with the, yeah. Yeah, because they've been around for forever and they've been hitting really hard, too. I mean, they've been. 10 years. And, but, but what I loved is that, uh, you know, uh, uh, fittingly enough, I remember like back when the internet was still in its infancy and, uh, having a conversation with John Reese where he said, man, I don't care what magazines are around, like what, what, how, like people like, you know, like, get information out there. The biggest, the biggest way to spread information is word of mouth. And totally, you know, it's so, if you're, it's if completely you're true. And, and, you know, it's like one of my best friends is in England and we, I see him like twice a year when I go over for ATP and like, it, it's eerie how, how much our tastes mirror each other. And, it, you know, it's, it, he's, he's always one of the first people to know about anything going on in America. Like he was, I guarantee you, I can say definitively, he was the first person outside of America to know about the Black Lips. And and the only reason I can tell you this is because when their first single came out, he was visiting, and we were at Gavin from Six Figures like uh, uh, like distro store, and Cole Give it Gavin's a roommate came in. I know that guy, and uh, like Cole gave him a copy of the single, and and you know it's like it's those sort of incidents that I think are the older I get, the more I really cherish them. Where I'm just like, God sure. damn. It, it it really it still can happen in a very pure and innocent way. Well, that's real life. I, that's I, real life I, happening. I think, you know? And it's like true and beautiful, and it like kind of reminds you of what you loved about it all along. Hopefully that. Well, and, oh, and, right. And moreover, moreover, to tie it back to the blind shake. I mean, they just finished a surf record with John Race, and and you know, I'm just. I, I I had to ask him. I was like, "What the fuck was that like?" Because John is a monster guitar player. Oh yeah, yeah. And we're well aware. And, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, <laughs> as, as I think, I think most of you nerds are. But he. Uh, but the thing I love is that it's a straight up surf band, and you know, it's like they are so completely psyched about being in a band with him. Yeah. And just kind of. Kind of, for the lack of a better idiom, just turning people on to the blind shake brand, as it were, and and so that to me, they I are think some of the beautiful. nicest guys ever. Like they they get the, the like what a cool guy award, like all three of those dudes, and they deserve endorsements from anywhere. Yeah, you know, like they are like yeah, they have one from us for sure. Yeah, anytime <laughs> you like you have the occasion to have a beer and like like chat with them, they're just the nicest and exactly like you say, like really psyched about what they're doing. They're just like happy to be playing music and, and love it of its own accord. It, that's what I was trying, but that's what I was trying to, you know, it, it, stress to them when I, when I talked to James is, was, uh, I, I think that they just don't care if they're playing in, you know, Dubuque, Iowa or, you know, like Cal's dark bar or whatever. Like they just want to play. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's all they want to do. They and and they, they throw themselves into it completely and utterly. And it's, it's such a, I'd like to think that, you know, I come from a world where that's a little more commonplace than it is, but it's nothing, nothing commonplace about it. I mean, it, it, there's so many, no, like how tight they are and how long they've been doing it and how much they do it is very obvious. And their commitment well, to fun, purpose, a, too. Yeah, I mean... Well, on a funny side note, you know, uh, uh, the first time I saw the blind shake, the second I left the venue, I called up Manor Asterman, um, who I 
been putting out records with. And I told them, I said, I just saw a band that you have to take on tour with you. Oh, fuck. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. that, that'd be a great show. That'd be, well, yeah. but, but, you know, but, but on a similar note, you know, it's like, I, I, I feel like I'm one of the luckiest guys in the world that I don't have to go on tour, but like there are bands that I know who tour who say, who can, who would you recommend? Who should we get? Sure. And, uh, and they trust you, you to, know, to like, like find the most badass thing that you've seen that like really, you know, blew right. your mind and well, be like, crazy, no, you need to fucking hear these guys. These guys are awesome. Well, the crazy, the crazy thing is, and you're going to want to get your drop ready for this. <laughs> um, it's, all, it's been the, ready. The guys, in Mogwai, the guys in Mogwai, like they were asking me, they said, so, so Mel Banana, like what's, like, do you think that they are worth X amount of dollars to take on tour with us? And, wow. and I, and it, well, and, it, it, I, and I said, I said, all due respect to Melt Banana. I love Melt Banana. I think they're asking too much money. And I think that there's, I think you could probably fit two bands that are equally as good and have been around and, and have been around a tenth as long that would blow the doors off of, you know, like the, the room. Yeah, yeah, and I totally. Said, and, and, I, and I told them, I said, survival knife. Like ah, survival knife. Yeah, yeah. Kick ass. And, for, act- and former and guests. So, yeah, for, so former guests, uh, survival knife. We actually had those guys, uh, Brant and Justin, were on the show uh, four or five episodes ago. Fucking great Well, band. as luck would have it, uh, survival knife is doing their first East Coast tour because of that. So That's awesome. Um, but Sorry, I, mean, I, it, I dropped like, a nickel there. I, I, <laughs> well, for, for, for fear of, like, you know, like, I don't want you to think that I am... I'm, you know, stating my importance too much. I mean, no, you know, no, survival, no, but that's no, no, still no, no, survival. No, no, no. You have the like the awesome opportunity of being there. An amazing band, they like, are. I mean, they're the ones who are amazing. I'm just happen to be the one who can, you know, bend somebody's ear at just the right moment. Exactly. You're so. like you're you. You have a, a, an amazing opportunity, and you're like you're taking it. Like it's like not believing in luck. You know, it's just seeing the it's like. Oh no, this I'm you're I can a rock em, rock ambassador. Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, Did you just call me a bastard? No. <laughs> no. Or an, an ambassador. Oh, ambassador. I, would, but a, man, a, I wish you called a, me a bastard. A, you're you're a bastard here. ambassador. Just drop that in later. <laughs> <laughs> that, that does remind me of... we you were bastard. We were going to get your uh, slight side note. We were going to get your opinion on a band uh, called Father Taco. Father Taco? Yeah. What's the Father, what, what's the father like? Taco story? Yeah, what's the father taco? <laughs> Total, totally fictional. It's a fi- this is a fictional band. We were just trying to figure just, out. We, would we, you we, would you see a band called Father Taco? Yeah, some, when no. somebody comes up with a phrase that sounds like ridiculous. What about Taco of uh, putting on the Ritz fame? Well, well, you know, there's that that uh, that one thing. What was it on the Jimmy Kimmel show where they went to Coachella and were oh they made up the they, band the names. made up names yeah. yeah which to me like I mean that's something you know it's like the the 22 year old me would have had like a field day with that <laughs> right. but, you know you would have had but, a, a but, fun but little right brainstorming now, session for those fake band names well I mean I love that but but you know it's like there there's just something especially at a Coachella that yeah, that's just right. Jesus it's Christ like shooting fish in a barrel exactly. no, that totally. are and 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 you know it's like I've been to Coachella. It's like I I just ugh. there's no effort required fucking... whatsoever. It's an easy laugh and a, kind of a cruel laugh. I honestly. don't. Yeah, like, I've I mean, not like, been I get to Coachella, it. and I still have do not have a desire to go to Coachella. Like I... so, but Father Taco, you know, there's <laughs> you know, getting back to that, like there are actually bands here in town. One that I I, I don't even know if they're still a band anymore, but they're uh, they're called Gringo Star. 
Oh. Um, and that's well, rough. and I love the Oof. the thing is I love the band, right? But uh, <laughs> but maybe I, not I so much them. the name <laughs> Gringo Star. Well, kind of like oh, it's it, here's here's the thing is they have going for them. It's it's a takeoff on a Beatles name one, yeah, and then two it, and two it's kind of jokey, yeah. And, sounds like and ska to me. Will, ex- thank you. And so <laughs> what I told them, I, I you know it's like I, that you already hit the, the fucking ceiling, my friends. You know, it's like I mean your music is great, but when you have a name <laughs> that Gringo Star, it, it's wow. like. You would have been better just calling yourself Paint Bucket or something like that. Totally. We, we, so, did, we did have a contest to to rename the band Train, and Paint was one of the prominent yeah, choices. It was. You mean Crane, the Louisville Crane? No, no, no. Train, Train, Train. Crane is great. Train, Train, less the so. horrible oh, okay. pop band. Yeah, from the Bay Area. Oh, yeah. yeah sadly, uh, sad, what is it? Something of. October satellites of what is their song? Oh, there's another one. Oh, who cares? Yeah. All right. <laughs> satellites they're, they're, of my soul dying every time they're, I hear they're, their they're, awful they're, music. They're bad. Yeah, terrible band. Um, yes, bad bad band names can can really hurt good bands, and that's and that's I mean that's so whenever we, we, we <laughs> Gringo Star is a bummer. Gringo Star is a bummer. So whenever we come up, and usually it's when one one of us jokers comes up with some weird phrase they're like oh president bear fucker you know the, you know like it. oh wow okay that's i'd see that sure that's, well what does that sound like there's a scrotum there's a girl band there's a girl band in athens scrotum that just started and when i say just started i mean they've been around for like six months and all girls and the band name is motherfucker and and i think that sonically what they're doing they can pull off motherfucker right but i do but again, you know, it's like there's that great California band, Fuck, that, you know, yeah. it's like, as good as their records were, they were always oh. hindered by <laughs> the name of the band. Yep. And and so it's like as much as I love Motherfucker, like I think it's a great name. I think they're great live, et cetera, et cetera. I, 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 it does give me pause in the grand scheme of things when... You know, it's uh, uh, you know, it's like I'm. There was Motherfucker, a band be giving me pause. Radio. Well, well, there was a band called uh, uh, Reverb Motherfuckers from New mm. York. Uh, that when I was on college radio, they were big. And you know, as much as I wanted to play the song, the record, you couldn't, you you couldn't say the name of the band. Right, and exactly. So, it, it shoots you in the foot before you're out of the fucking gate, for sure. I mean, it's yeah. like. Did you just headbutt well, the microphone? I, uh, timed. <laughs> I did because of your filthy, filthy mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what about a uh, what about an all girl uh, all girl cover band of police called Lady Cop? Mm. Would you go see that band? I, I like that. Yeah, that's that's, right. that's my girlfriend's incarnation. I like that. What about a cross dressing well, ELO man, cover band called Shielo? <laughs> Shielo? Yeah. No, not Shielo. <laughs> Lady Cop. Yeah. There is a Shielo in what, the, what in the Bay saying? Area. They're pretty good. What were you yeah. saying, Henry? How about a band called Good Cop Bad Cop? Hmm. I, I, good that, Cop, Bad Cop. I, I, I saw a band name. I thought this was great. If okay. Reginald Bill Johnson was good in cop, it, Good Cop Bad Cop. That's there was right. a Bad Cop Worst Cop. <laughs> bad Cop Worst Cop is good. Bad Cop Worst Cop. I think they were punk rock. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'd like to think so. Yeah. Uh, I love how like metal they were bands, singer songwriter. Like, anytime metal bands have a like name, they always use that particular font that you can tell it's a metal band. So you're like, oh, that's like. Oh, I know what that is. You're like, all right, cool. Like that's that's metal. I'm like, I get it. At least it's not like block lettering. It's like, wait, what do they sound like? Shit. What well, that? on a similar note, oh, shit, like, exactly. I mean, to go off on a tangent with that, oh, uh, good, one good. of my Thank you. 
when when I uh, when I first started getting into design, it was kind of the the the, the heyday of what I call the Mac Attack, which was kind of the Jade Tree sort of like early uh, like Hydra Head look, where everything was like super like super complicated and like right. everything like nothing was nothing was clean. Everything was just kind of cluttery and wacky and uh, like. In in retrospect, like I'm really glad I stuck to my guns, but you know, it's like when you look at that stuff now, it's it's just frightfully dated. And uh It sounds you know, very like, much I, of its time. Yeah. It sounds very much of that era. Like it, it sounds as much so as like auto tune will of like the pop music of of, of the era. Well exactly. Thing. And so, you know, it, it's like when I when I do design work, like I, I feel like one of my great strengths is that I'm just I'm not a great artist, but I'm a really good mechanic. Like, I'm really good at figuring out hmm. how to make work simply. But when I see, like, if, like, a metal band came to me, like, I'd be like, I don't know, put a wolf on it or something. I don't <laughs> I know. Give it some skulls. I mean, uh, so just make a regular design and then put some drippy blood on it. What was What was? Yeah, the- I mean, it's like. They're just burnouts. I mean, Jesus Christ. Just right. something in black. When we had Brendan Canty on um, uh, from Fugazi and Death Fix, uh, he, told, Death Fix yeah. he told a pretty great story about he first, you know, he had the, the website registered and like he hadn't really done anything with the band yet, but he got, a, he got an email from a dude that had a shirt. <laughs> That, yeah, his okay. like logo of Death Fix. <laughs> he had a like, logo. Oh, I, you know, I oh, really, I really want the domain because like, I got this shirt, and it's like this ridiculous. I guess logo, like, I'm going to sell these Death Fix shirts. It's like a like a wolf with like blood <laughs> spilling out of its eyes or something. Like it's like really ridiculous, like totally overblown, and like and Brandon was like, Nah, man, I'm I'm, I'm keeping it. And then I, and we were like, Hey, you should you know that should have been the first Death Fix shirt. He's like, Oh man, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> but it's like in that it was in that same font it's like the Bl- font bloody, that you're talking wolf about eyes. yeah the bloody wolf eyes and they're just in the crazy like almost illegible font of like oh we get it that's well, a metal it, band it, it, on a on a on a on a slightly you know to follow up with that but you know on a also kind of a tangent you know it's like to me so <laughs> thanks for calling I'm your shots of, <laughs> it, well well here's the thing like i might be like smoking a little too much weed when i go out but uh, I've kind of gotten to the point now That's where, it's like, especially with metal bands and garage rock bands, for the lack of a better description, mm, the yeah. more I see them, the more I see them, the less edgy or threatening or dangerous yes. a lot of them seem. Yes. Now this is oh, why. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is this is why. I think metal, by its very nature, was always very marginal. It was always very much like very passionate fans, but now. Everybody has a uniform, the same way punk rockers have mm, a uniform. Yeah, exactly. And and you know it's like oh you have sleeves of tattoos, you got a big stupid beard, like you you know <laughs> you have a bandana, you wear like a Hesher blue jean jacket. Yeah, I remember like when and having a Cannibal Corpse bleeding shirt was that's like, a, big a cool deal. fresh like, look. You know, like I was like, I was like into like hardcore death metal in like early nineties when it was like there was nobody that was into that shit like in my small town. You're, you're like the one kid. Well, and like you say, it was a very marginalized community. And like, and- well, but but on a similar note, and again, Atlanta is bursting at the seams with some really great talent as far as garage bands go. However, you know, I've, I've been going to see a lot of these bands recently, and and again, maybe I'm smoking too much weed, but it reminds <laughs> me in a way of of Civil War reenactment, where. <laughs> yeah. 
Which you no, that, that, right. that's right. apt. That's apt. We actually, we actually like, made oh, that right. reference earlier in the show about something, but I always talk about punk rock reenactors in that same way. Like you may as well be fucking, you know, have like some the gray uniforms and the blue uniforms. It's the same shit, man. It's like something that existed a long time ago that you have no personal connection to. Well, and and you know, it's like when I look at somebody like Lydia Lunch, who you know put it really well. She said, "The last thing I want to see is." you know, like four guys on stage, two guys playing guitar, one guy playing bass, and one playing drums. It's been done. Show me something new. And when I see garage bands doing it, it it's, you know, again, maybe it's just my age, but I can go, okay, Cheetah Chrome, 76, Stiv Bader, 74. You know, it's like right, I can go right. down the line and tell you it's like what look they're aping, and, you know, like they're very, you know, it's like they have just the right guitar, and, you know, it, there's this band called Mickey yeah. from Chicago. There's um, plenty of those same garage rock bands here in the Bay Area, too. Like, yeah. Oh, well, they but, sure are, yeah. Well, th- th- this this will reinforce my point. There's this band called Mickey from Chicago that I was really excited to see. Uh, this being Georgia in the summer, it is hot as balls. It is hot and as balls. Yes. You, you, but you could tell they were very, they had a very studied look. This is why the <laughs> yeah, you, one can't, you can't look cool when you tour in the South in the summer. Like that, that can't be like the main component of your band. Right. Homeboy had a motorcycle jacket on. Ah. And he <laughs> in some he like hundred degree on, room. And, and I, again, like as much as I love the band, I, I just, I, it, when you're committing to a look that hard, right? you come off like a fucking, Seriously. you come off like a fucking schmuck. And, right? and you can so, see through the like, act. It's like it, it's all again. It's it's pretend. It's it's grown up bullshit. pretend. You're yeah. not Didi Ramon, like, dude. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like I'm going to pretend to be a rock and roll guy. Right. How do you like that? Why don't you and, just you be know, a rock and roll guy instead? Oh, because that would require well, some original thought and maybe committing to something that isn't just like a look and artifice. Well, there's a band. That, you know, the Black Lips are from here, and I. I at one time, I thought they were the greatest, and this is why. They were doing their own thing. Like, they were never saying, oh, we have to sound like the Yardbirds. We have to, like, you know, like, wear this or that. Like, they were just recontextualizing things on their own fucking clock. And, you know, the proof being that they spawned a zillion imitators. Like, there are entire record labels that are based on Black Lips ripoffs. And, totally. you know, it, it, and, and so bully to the Black Lips, like, absolutely, like, God bless them. But I think that what's so funny is that they, as a band, like, spawned a billion shitty imitators. And, <laughs> right, yeah, and, yeah. and I'm just... And, Which and is I a compliment it, of sorts. You know, it, I get it. You know, it's like you live in Gainesville, Florida. You got nothing. It's like you, yeah. you're just grasping at anything. But if anything, you should just be like going, God, I can do whatever I want too. Right. That's you know? where yeah, most exactly. amazing things that's, can happen. Exactly. Like that's that's the lesson exactly. that should be being learned. But is Kenosha is your Chugiax. Yeah, exactly. So to speak. Like I mean, the far like, off, far reaches of the world. Like no, you can no, do like, anything. There's no step out of that box. Like no, yeah. Well, and it's be inspired it's, instead. That that reminds me just as like. Sidebar number seventy-five. Just like there's a, a Penn Rawlings quote off an interview. Fuck, it might have been something you did with him. Uh, I can't remember who. Mm-hmm. There's a great guy, uh, honor roll, breadwinner, you know, million fucking great bands. He's you know they asked him something along the lines of you know if you had to eliminate any band from history, what would you eliminate? 
and this is you know this is some time back and he said slint and i thought was the coolest answer because like even though i love their music i fucking hate all this shameless manipulators and like imitators that have come after them and i would you know i think it would be doing the world a service to remove all that terrible music even though i love that record i was like oh wow what a fucking interesting kind of cynical but like kind of like thoughtful response two things first off like i i really i i still think that 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 interview was one of the best things I've ever published. So he, good. The, my, so favorite, good. my favorite thing that my favorite thing that he put in that interview was talking about black metal guys and saying they are the least threatening guys in the world. <laughs> they come from they come from one of the most affluent countries ever, ever. And they, you know, he said, what do he say? If you put them in downtown Richmond at midnight. Let's see how tough they look with like their, <laughs> like their totally. leather bands and all this. So, but um, but it, it, before I forget, Penn has a new band and and it's such a stupid name. They're called Bowl B O W L. Second word. <laughs> wow, that's rough. Second huh? word. Second word. Ethereal. Now, ethereal. Oh, oh my. That's it, rough. It's a forced list. So it's you say bolethereal. Bolethereal. And you can go to the website bolethereal.com. They have five songs out right now and they and they are confounding. Like they are the most metal thing I've ever heard. (laughs) More so so than loincloth even? Dude. Like more so than Faxted? (laughs) Way more than Faxted. Jesus Christ, Mouse. Did you do a drop for that one? Fax Ted. Fax Ted. Holy shit. That's the, that's the most mentioned they've had in like years. <laughs> do, you, do you think they're, they're going to see a bump? You know, like, <laughs> Signal bump, they actually, baby. They, they are going like, to sell literally yes, single digits the, of the downloads. The one person listening to this that has no idea who that is will actually go check it out. So yes, they'll get a bump like of the one person. <laughs> one dude. God, I hope they have a band camp site. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, all right. So but what I asked was, uh, yeah, Loincloth. Yeah, that was, he did this amazing band, Loincloth, yeah. which is all that was, like, badass about black metal without any of the bullshit is the best way yeah. I can characterize it. They had, like, that four-song EP, right? Um, and then I didn't really hear anything from them again. Well, and- they did a full length a couple of years ago, but he's not in the band anymore. It's like there was some personal thing that went on, but... Um, I'm proud to say I got to put on a show with Loincloth after begging them literally for ten years. Oh, man. Um, when 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 Loincloth first started, and this will just show you how long ago this was. Um, like I was, you know, Mastodon, who were then just a local band. Like I said, would you guys play a show with them? And they're like, fuck yes. <laughs> and and of course, you know, now it's like you know, Mastodon are just. <laughs> I mean, they're massive but you know it's like Enormous. we still always talk we, we still talk about that it's like man wasn't that funny when we tried to get loincloth down here and like yeah like they're fucking lost <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> but uh but they played less than a dozen shows and jesus christ it was one of the most amazing things i've ever seen man, and it's like and that's definitely like the perfect example of you know talk about just like bands kind of doing it for the the sake of doing it like there's a band that gives no fuck about Anything other than that, like kind of almost the one of the purest embodiments of that, or what at least that's what it looked like from California. I don't know. I mean, you know the dudes, right? Well, I think living in California, maybe I, I, I'm certainly not trying to speak for you, but I think when you live here on the East Coast, like getting around is comparatively easy. Yes, um, 
Yes. And, and, you know, it's like whenever I hear a band from over here that's never done it before, like say, yeah, we're going to go up and play all the way up to Seattle and, and back. <laughs> I'm like, dude. Yep. Good luck, buddy. And, and as somebody who's done it a lot, um, like that drive, that first time you go San Francisco to Portland is yep. <laughs> how far are we out it, still? It, really? Oh, okay. Cool, ten hours. Yeah, and, and that's and that's the thing because in our alter ego, we oh, there's a really good Dairy Queen in this Grant's Pass. Nice. Because <laughs> in our alter ego, we're a band that tours, and that's what we always <laughs> oh, yeah. we always bring that up because it's yeah, like no, we know the rest stops between here and fucking Portland. Well, tour in the Midwest is so wildly different from a tour on the on the West Coast, and it's it, it's something that it's hard not to talk about yeah. it without being a total cock. But especially East Coast, okay, if you know three hours, you can you know play New York and Boston and and Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Like it's you know it, it's wide open spaces out here, and people don't necessarily well, realize how hard that, that, that is. That run of East Coast cities is nice. They're all so close. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I when I was in college, I was in a a shitty little town in Pennsylvania that still is a shitty little town in Pennsylvania. But the great thing is I was an out, one hour from Baltimore, two from Philly, two from D.C., four from New York, three from Richmond, and I went and saw everything. Yeah, yeah from like 19, everybody. From that's, like, that's still hitting distance. That's yeah. not, that's, which, which that's not eight 19, hours. You know, that's four or under. That's nice. Yeah. yeah but, but, you know, when you're in college and it's like you have, like, nothing but energy, it's like, oh, fuck, I can go see Fugazi, uh, and then I can go see them the next night, and then the next night. Exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, fuck for sure. It's like, oh, cool, it's in Milwaukee, and then it's in Chicago, then it's in Champaign. Like, yeah, oh, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll go, to, go to, all, to all of those. I'll go to all those. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, and that's, um, yeah, and, and, that, and that's something that, that, I think that actually is lost, especially in, in the Bay out here, that you have everything in one place so much that uh, you, people don't have that same aspect of like, oh, I'm going to travel to see this thing. Oh, that's in Oakland? Yeah, I'm not going over there. Yeah, exactly. People, exactly. people will come to Oakland to see shows. Yeah, have, SF, like, I wonder, know? do people have that like same, are there that same huge local band in the same status that they have on the West Coast? Like, like there are bands that are huge in San Francisco, but like only in San Francisco. You know, like there's people in San Francisco. Like, who? Go see, like well, uh, um, there was that, there was a backstab, yes. Yeah, few, like, no, but like, like when you don't tour, like, like you can have your little, your small, very small regional thing like where it's like i mean it's the, same, it's the same way everywhere i mean like here in atlanta i mean like it, like that's what i always um you know again not to bring up the black lips but you know like they when they signed with bomb uh greg shaw actually told them he said he said you guys aren't going to fall into the atlanta band syndrome are you yeah okay. which is so it's the, it's the which, same in any big town yeah which i thought was very prescient which he said look i don't want you to just like sell out the earl i want you to sell out I want you to play to 30 people in every city up and down the East Coast. Right. Because yeah. if you play to 30 people, the next time you're going to play to double that, you know? And, totally. and so and it, it, the numbers work out. Um, and, but, and, uh, and, and here in San Francisco, there actually was a record label. I thought the best record label name ever, which was World Famous in San Francisco. Uh, <laughs> because that is really a thing. And uh, honestly, somebody that was world famous in San Francisco before Pitchfork wrote about one of the later bands is John Dwyer, especially in the Coach Whips, were like, oh, this is like one of the biggest bands in the world in San Francisco You're specifically. Right. And then, you know, yeah, the OCs when worked you, when you super asked hard. That, like, I was like, so, like, I was going to say the OCs, but it wasn't the OCs. It was yeah, OCs, OCs are hiatus and up. 
pink, yeah, pink they, and brown. They're taking the step Whatever. up. Who cares? God, I love pink and brown. I got to see them a few times here in Atlanta. And and it's and compelling show. and let's let's be clear. Like Dwyer works super fucking hard, and uh, is a cool guy. Like, is a cool like guy. A very the, nice, very like yeah, it's approachable. You know, the OCs like, have toured like guys. crazy. They're super awesome about bringing rad bands with them. They treat their their crowds right. They're you know best folks. Like kind of you know. Great man. I'm not dissing any of that, but I am saying that there is no. Certain, I might be clear. That I was just like, but there is a certain cult of of certain parties that happens in any municipality, right, or any larger area. And because you have, especially with SF, well, and I mean, you put you your have t- you put your time in, and you do become a local, a local he, legend. You know, yeah, there's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Now he, he was he was a legend immediately because he was the oh this guy came from Rhode Island and he's like you know hung out with lightning well, bolts. The, the Rhode I Island is like because it is harder to tour. You know, on the West Coast, there are the, you know, like you become big. You know, like you make you know, like yeah, you make your your hometown hit a lot harder first before you're like, oh fuck, I'm going to take that daunting ass drive. You know, like or like or you know, I'm going to do that again. You know, like like whereas you know, like when any string of like major cities is within three hours, you're like fuck it, like I'll go play there again. I'll go play there again. And you're like instead of playing here, like well, why don't I just if Portland because if Portland was like fucking two hours away, we'd play Portland all the time. Like I, okay, I'm gonna stop. or even gonna, hang out in I Portland. Just, can I just stop you right there? This is absolutely riveting. Uh, did you guys <laughs> hit record yet? Yes, <laughs> yes. You you are, you are recording for sure. And, cool, because like that was some earth earth breaking shit. That you were <laughs> Please, to thank my you. Point, to finish my point. To finish my point. Yes, so, exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, to finish, to finish no, our please. point. Go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 it's all, it's I, all I, you, I'm, baby. I'm, it's your I'm actually ready to be interrupted. Like I was, like I was gonna. <laughs> I was like, yeah, please, like what? San Francisco does not have a car culture. Uh, San Francisco Bay Area, you get a lot of people that ha- it's you, they never leave the Bay, which I think that is something that is actually different from what you're talking about, which is going to the different cities, going, you know, like you have the mobility of like, no, we're gonna go to where it's at, and we're gonna. Fucking, it's gonna be sweet. It's gonna yeah, be no, awesome. No, no, no one will travel an and, and, hour yeah, to San Jose. Just talking much the, less the band. Twenty minutes. Just so like, fuck, if Portland was closer, I'd spend so much more time in Portland. You know, like if, like if LA was closer, I would, I would actually go ahead and hang out in LA much much more often than I do. You know, like you know, which is way different than the kind of thing you're talking about. Which is yeah, following Fugazi around. Like, like, like oh my like, god, this it, fucking gonna... band just like destroyed my mind, and I'm gonna go fucking see what they do tomorrow. Yeah, that. that well, but can... also to be fair, I live in Atlanta, which is a city of. Four million people, and you know, there's often times where I think, "Oh my god, this is a small fucking town." Because yeah. Yeah. you know, the the arts community, as it were, is you know, like in in a one or two mile radius of where I'm standing. Um, whereas I, I I sometimes think that you know, someplace like New York or Philadelphia or where it, it's more electric but you know atlanta by and large is very isolated i mean yes it is on the east coast yes it's near chapel hill yes it's near fucking florida but you know by and large (laughs) it's still it's like i always tell people this it's like you want to you want to think you're tough you know it's like you think you're a big badass like filling out the bowery ballroom Come to the Earl on a Monday night. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, You'll get humble real fucking mean that quick. In an arrogant way. No. I, I just mean that in a you know kind of like let's see how you know how popular you are. So, well, I think there are probably a lot of bands that are like maybe like your Brooklyn hipster bands or whatever that like yeah they get this idea that and that's a very easy target. I understand, but it, they get this idea like oh we're the best band in the world we can do it. It's like well you know you're in this little bubble of of. 
sycophants and people that like are really into what you're doing, and that doesn't mean you've exposed yourself it's to the world. You bubbles, know? bubbles of influence, though. Yeah, but it it also doesn't mean anything beyond being that. Like no. it doesn't it doesn't you know there's no legitimacy to it if you aren't act- and you don't have to do that now. Hey, I guess that's a good thing. It's positive <laughs> for for some folks. I, I don't know. Is that a good thing? I don't know. <laughs> I think I think making I think music it, is I think a little it too is. easy. I think but... it's an egalitarian thing. It's a, it's a positive thing. You get good things out of you. You get the bad. You take the good. You take the bad. You take the bad. You take them both, and there. <laughs> and then, you then you do have San Francisco. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to get a little bit, I I can't remember what track we leaped off of to leap onto the other track that we leaped off of. But I, you were you were speaking a little bit of uh, you know some some of the design stuff that you've done. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think one of the things that's kind of cool about Chunklet is it, it comes from a very DIY perspective. And for me, that shouldn't be what is like, oh, this is a laudable thing. It's like, that's just how it should be, right? But it's it's not these days. And, you know, you, in our pre-interview, when we talked, you talked about how you kind of like learned how to do layout and things like that, like doing the zine and doing projects along those, like just learning as you go, like the, like sort of punk yeah. rock way. And that's led you to do some pretty cool things. I mean, there's been you know, most recently the, the Jesus Lizard book, right? I mean, you had yeah, a huge that's... fucking hand in that. Yeah. And, and, you know, frankly, you know, it's like the, the fact that those guys know who I am like, I mean, they, you know, like they would be like, whatever, but like that to me means so much. The fact that I can take my knowledge, my skill set, and apply it to their band is, is an honor. I mean, it really is. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of like what I was saying. I don't think I'm the hottest designer in the world, but I'm a really good problem solver. Like, I'm really good at, uh, like stepping back because Chunklet taught me that. Which is, okay, like, th- we can do this, 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 this. How do we tie it all together and how do we assemble it and make your eye figure it out along the way? And again, you know, it's like the, you know, one of my uh, daughter's friend's parents asked me this. Like, she said, wait, you never went to school for this? And I was like, nope, never taken a class. Completely self-taught. And Which is awesome. And that's, was, that's a well, huge compliment. Yeah. I really think that I always tell people this. It's like, if you want to go and learn graphic design, take the money that you would have spent at school, put it in the bank, buy a brand new computer, sit in your room for six months, design a website, design a book, design, like teach yourself all of it. And then after you finish it, do it again and do it again and then do it again. And then you're going to find you're going to learn so much more than you would learning fucking core classes, like learning Maslow's hierarchy of needs for the 10th time. It's like, it's all bullshit. Like it's really, (laughs) I I think college by and large is utter. It's a, it's a scam. I mean, unless you're going to be a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer. Yeah. I mean, for for many, many things, it is a scam (laughs) on the the exact level that you're describing. Right. right. Entirely. Entirely. By and large. I mean, it's like, I tell people this all the time. It's like, I I would much rather, you know, it's hindsight is 2020, but I I certainly do think that my time in Athens, like my first day in town, like I just went to the all week, literally I put my bag in my apartment went downtown and knocked on the door of, of the flagpole, which is all weekly there and said, Hey, I want to write for you. Apropos of nothing. Like I had never written professionally <laughs> before. 
I, I just said, oh, I just want to write. And like, it, I you, guess it's because I've had clarity of purpose. Been, you just swung so those brass been, balls up against the door and knocked on it. Well, I'm one of those. <laughs> I, I grew up being the new guy in town so much that I really have no fear sure. in people saying no. And, and so I just walked up and said, hey, can I write for you? And if they said no, I'd be like, okay. Take it easy. <laughs> um, but they, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right on. Next. Place. And again, this this shows this shows how old I am. The first pavement single had just come out, and and I I said, oh, I'll write about the first pavement single. And so I went back, and on a manual typewriter, uh, an electric typewriter, I typed out a review and turned it in the next day. And they was like, oh wow, this is great. Um, can you do more? Like, sure. And then within two or three months, I had my own column. Within a year, like, I was a, a major contributor. And then due to frustration dealing with those idiots, like, I started Chunklet. And hmm. I taught myself, hmm. you know, like, really the, the, the ins and outs of every single part of doing a magazine. Completely from the ground up. I never... I never had anything spoon-fetch me. I just worked my ass off. And when you live in Georgia, it's it's really, it. I mean, it, it's like there's nothing going on here. Like you, you have to spend a lot of time. You got to make some traveling. Happen. Yeah, it, exactly. And and I I feel like every everything I've ever done, like I can trace back to that earnest <laughs> route. You know, it's like Man or Astroman, like prime example. I saw their first show in Athens because I had to go write about them for the flagpole. And that was their first show outside of Alabama. And, oh, wow. you know, it's like I bring that I bring that up only as a, a remote example. I mean, there's countless examples of shit like that. But I've always thought if you say yes to stuff, a lot more happens than if you just sit around and sulk and ditch. Let's say it's no. like, just, yeah, I, yeah. I'm going to just do this so. because it's like, why the fuck else not? Um, I mean, <laughs> right. Same, exact, no, seriously. Well, I mean, that's but, all, yeah. <laughs> but but you know I mean but but professionally it has it has served me really well like because like I I tell people this all the time especially designers I say I never turn work down ever I don't care if I have to work extra hours like it's if I have to work weekends like I did this last weekend like I really want people to know that I will work and and I being self employed like you really learn the merit of being self-motivated and not sitting around with your thumb up your ass. Right. And it, it, and it's that way with everything. It's like same, same motivation I've had with putting out books or putting out records or, you know, like anything. I mean, it's like working with the comedians of comedy, like working with, you know, I mean, there's a laundry list of stuff. And I think I, that's kind of what I bring to the table. It's like what I said, I may not be the most talented guy, but I definitely put in the hours, and and I I think I think that uh, if I if this was my uh, commencement speech, that's what I would think. <laughs> Just work. Don't be afraid to. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid right. to have people say no, and don't be afraid of eating macaroni and cheese and like not going out for a month. You well, know, that, that also that might should, be. It a, won't kill you. That also it really like, won't. Like you're saying, like might be. You know, like you, you, yeah, not being the great artist, but being the mechanic for it. You know, like my, yeah, th- thank you, Conan. Wow, there's some value. Oh, that, that was a really good. One. <laughs> yeah, I know it was really good. I know. May your hats fly as high as your dreams. <laughs> what I'm saying is like that, that, which is I think probably what what has probably helped you along the way. You know, in the sense of like you're you're willing to work with a lot of people and like let's let's 
you know, I'll, I'll problem solve and I'll be the mechanic here to make this happen. Like, let's just make this fucking happen. You know, like, and, 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 and it's not a role everyone relishes. Either, no, exactly. So. Like, that's not yeah. something like many people are willing to do, you know, like, and, and well, and, 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 and just to, you know, like add a little bit of frosting to what I just said. One thing that people <laughs> often say, well, mm, one thing, delicious. well, some things people say are, oh, you're just a schmoozer. You're a networker. And I would actually counter by saying, look, I'm a kid from Amish country in Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's like I have absolutely nothing. I have nothing other than my, you know, like my passion and my interest to bring to the table. I'm not a rich kid. I just kind of, I'm not a musician, but the one thing I'm really good at is like connecting A to B. And the quicker you learn where your strengths are, the better. People talk about how Trump is like, oh, we're all crouchy, we're all assholes. Like, I'm, I'm willing to take that criticism as long as they understand I also am, by and large, pretty optimistic. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I think a lot of times people are jaded dickhead by the time they're 30, which, you know, maybe I was, but I, I really do I think... say you don't have to stay one after you're 30, which is... The fucking nice thing. The fucking nice thing about being over thirty, <laughs> you know. It's sprint. It's a marathon, and that's why I just always love to be engaged and working on shit. And it's like I, I don't, I don't think about. It's I, I don't know. It's like I think good work begets good work. Exactly. And so it's not. It's not doing out of like it, from any. It's doing it for the love of it, you know. Like it's just doing it for the, like, like you were saying. Like these are people you wanted to shit. I was stoked on these kids when I was a teenager. I was listening to shit, and like I'm, you, I have the opportunity, and it's like it's yeah, it's doing it for the love as opposed to like 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 you say, getting jaded. But like, fuck it, this is the only job I have. Fuck it, I guess this is what no, I do and, now. And, you know, like you know, it's like it's not you know, it's it's you know, it's it's yeah, it's doing it from a genuine point of like, no, I really enjoy doing this, and I have the opportunity to make this happen, and and. Yeah, it's with life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think it, I think it holds true in in the stuff you put out. I mean, look at things like you know you, you mentioned you know growing up in Amish country and whatnot. Things like like the Rock Bible, <laughs> like how it, which is beautiful, which is wonderful, and it looks like Thank a you. fucking religious text. Like it's got and, that and, same and very insightful, but also just <laughs> gorgeously put together. It's got the right. binding. It's got like the, the the pages. It's got the the, the, the ta- ribbon, the tassel. Yeah, what it, whatever you call that fucking thing that you put to like yeah, keep your a, it's the a, psalm. Yeah, exactly, it's like yeah. a, a bookmark. It's got the the paw, the paw. You know, and it's got the <laughs> uh, and that's I think that commitment and to purpose. The, the gold edging. Yeah, that commitment to purpose, I, I think, shows through that there's a lot of people that half-ass shit. It's presented in verses, you know. It's 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 like it's, we, it's very ornate. Are the the episode that's going that aired before the episode we're doing now of the you can't stop the signal had Steve Albini on it. Changed up. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, I'm on the wrong one. We had the opportunity of speaking with Steve Albini. He was he was, and he was saying that you know like there are things in this world that are worth doing just for the sake of doing them, you know, like ballroom dancing or playing cards or something. And like, it seems like you're in that, that position of like, no, fuck it. Like if I can do this, why don't let's just make this happen? You know, like, like this is, it's not, it's not about like, there's no tangible reason not yeah, to like, yeah, exactly. Like it's, it's, it's about just making it happen. And like, yeah, if I can, let's fuck. Well, well, you know, what's really funny is, you know, I put out records as a hobby, like as, you know, kind of like how you might be in a band because you love being in a band. I like putting out records because I like putting out records and it's something right. I'm good at. If you told me 20 years ago 
that I would be putting out records with the Jesus Lizard and Tar and Man or Astro Man, I would have laughed at you because I would have said, well, Touch and, Touch and Go would have done that, wouldn't they? Exactly. And, exactly. <laughs> and, and then it's that record scratch moment where it's like, Henry, you might want to sit down. Um, <laughs> yeah, sit down, young go. Henry. I want. I need to tell you something. <laughs> well, and and you know, and and I revere touch and go. And you know, it's like it, it, you know, it's like. And Steve's position is very, very valid. Where he said touch and go will always put out our records, but I, I just, you know, it's like even when I talk to Corey about you know like the numbers of you know records I've sold and stuff, he's genuinely stunned. Like he he's he can't believe you know that I'm able to move that much product and 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 I tell him I'm like I I don't know you know it's like I I just kind of I'm kind of a hustler well and, and it also and seems I, like you only re- you do the th- same thing that Touch and Go did in their heyday which is you only represent things you really 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 love which as much as I think Chick 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 is a fucking fine okay band like I don't love Chick 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 in the same way that I loved Big Black or the Jesus Lizard and things like that and I think that like Touch and Go tried to play that game a little bit, and I think that was kind of a, a it was a drag a little a little bit to me. But then like, I'm I'm a jaded fuck, and who cares what I think? But like I you know I, I think that they they tried to survive and and kind of play in the current market with the big boys, yeah. And I think it, not it it's not it wasn't their thing, man. And I think it it didn't fit. And I think people like kind of smelled it ill fitting. You know, they're like, oh, that doesn't hmm, I don't know about this. And, uh, yeah. no, and, and, but, you know, really, like, I, I, it, it's so weird for me to think, you know, of all of the labels that, that really escorted me into music. Like, it, they're, you know, uh, it's like SST, Homestead, uh, you know, it's like, and then going into Sub Pop and, uh, you know, like Touch and Go, like, to see their arcs. You know, it's like 10 years ago, you would have been like, touch it. I mean, Sun Pop's dead. Like, I mean, they're putting out fucking Maker's Records or, yeah. you know, like, whatever. And I mean, they're putting out Obits, which which is awesome. But, you know, other than that, there's, oh there's not God. a whole lot I care about on on. Well, Pop. I mean, but, but look at their, I mean, as as much as I think a lot of their roster is pretty, ugh, um, I mean, you know, it's like they put out Piss Jeans and Obits and Mets and, uh, you know, maybe a Wolf Eyes record once in a while or, and, and, you know, to them, absolutely fucking God bless you because it's like, it kind of shows that they still really love music. Yeah. Um, even though they're not at the top anymore. It's almost like Iggy Pop doing butt town. You're like, okay, fine, butt town. But like, you were still Iggy Pop and you still were in the Stooges and you still, you know, made this amazing music. And I'm, I'm going to like, let this pass that you've got the head well, and the and heart. It, <laughs> well, head and the heart equals way, butt town to me. Well, the thing that's really the, the thing that's really bizarre to me is how people complain about how the internet and how blogs are ruining music. And I'm like, dude, do you realize like there is just an embarrassment of great shit out there right, right. now? You just aren't you aren't and, finding it. You aren't finding it because you're not looking hard enough. Or well, you don't... And that's you know, and and the funny thing is, you know, it's like I, I there's clubs at the end of my street, the Earl and Five Two Nine, and. I go and see shows there two, three times a week and I just hop on my bike and I go up and I see this band or that band. But one thing that I found that was really funny, there was this band called Speedy Ortiz that played at 529. And, and again, irrespective of nothing, like I just went in because like I just wanted to see a show. And I, when I go in and everybody there is my age, 
And, and I go, I never see these people at shows. Um, that was, that was my pause. I was like, Oh, that was a red flag. (laughs) Well, this, this band is, this band is going to be a throwback to the early nineties because that's all these people Ah, understand. Right, right, right. And, and you know, it's like in the second they started playing, I was like, fuck, Archers of Loaf. Okay. Got it. Bye. And so, but you know, it's, (laughs) wow. (laughs) No, I, I get you. I, I, Completely, I understand 100% what, what whereas, you're saying. Yeah, and I've done well, exactly whereas, the same thing, so, yeah. Well, you know, whereas there was this band uh, from Australia called Cunts. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, Cunts. There's been a fair amount of that, Cunts uh, talk. That was a pretty solid record. <laughs> that Oh, my fucking God. Like, they were, it was one of the best shows I saw this year. And I, I heard, I, I I heard mean, they were great. I didn't see them, but and, 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 and people and vouch for saying, Cunts, for real. I vouch for I Well, like and I'm cunts. not trying to. I'm not trying to sound ageist or whatever, but like I was the oldest one there by a mile. And there, there's something again, like to me, this is a real deal. Like I love going and seeing music. I love listening to new music. And when I see that I'm, when I see those people that were at the speedy or t-shirt only there, it makes me go, Oh, this is just a, you know, like a, it, it's interchangeable to them. Like it, it's, it, it's sort of like a, a new sweater. Like it, it's just, it's like seeing with, autograph you know, like, at this at the state fair. If you're into classic rock or something, I have to be like, Oh yeah, yeah this is and, something I'm familiar with. Cool. And, and oh, you guys cover, you ought to know. Oh, that's good. <laughs> well, and, and to me, that's the path of least resistance. And, and I, I just want to, I really think it's still out there. I'm always convinced it's still out there. Absolutely just, it is, yeah. You have to present yourself to it. You can't just sit around on your ass. Like, you have to... And, and look, I know... I've the musical really guest on Saturday Night Live action. sucks again. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, I just said you can't... Yeah, if you're sitting on your couch, you're just going to be like, the musical guest on Saturday Night Live sucks again. Yeah, and then that's all you yeah, know about. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's where you're and trying then, to get well, your edgy material. You're yeah. not, you're not going to hear good stuff there. <laughs> And, you know, it's like people my age, they go, <laughs> my age, you know, it's like when people say, how the fuck did you find out about this band or that band? And I, I say, honestly, like, there's probably like 10 blogs that I check out. And like, I have a number of friends that I trust their opinion on stuff. Or if like Garner says something about it or the terminal boredom site says something, I perk my ears up. And, and, you know, it, it's, that that has served me well in in making sure that I'm not just that that curmudgeonly guy who just goes everything sucks because you know frankly it doesn't it doesn't doesn't. (laughs) well and I would say that it's not only a terrible attitude but inaccurate well I would say that you and Junklet have have become one of those same trusted sources in the way that you know if you're like hey guys check out these songs by this band called Death. Like this will blow your yeah. mind, you know. Like that's people actually will listen. And it's 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 great to have people's ear and for that kind of shit to like actually have people check it out. Yeah, bringing it all back to you know earlier on yeah. in the professional radio, <laughs> nice. professional radio well style in the yeah. show. Wait, is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, no, oh, yeah. no, no. We're, but we're refer- no, no. we're referencing professional We've radio. We've heard yeah. it. We've heard of it. Anyway, we've heard what it's. Now, sounds did like. I already ask? Did you hit record? <laughs> yes. Oh yes, shit! <laughs> shit. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Shit. Never Aww. leave it. One, one thing I'm going to teach you right now: never leave it to an intern. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the if role of Conan Neutron's unpaid intern is Conan Neutron. I thought it was Mandy Patinkin. No, he's playing your role oh, as okay. as the so broadcaster. I'm the, but, I'm the intern. But okay. you're still your own intern. Fair enough. 
Well, and that's you know, it's it's kind of a rarefied, almost uh, paladin like role to be flying that flag, and you know, it, it's something I certainly try to do from you know whatever small amount of people give a flying fuck of what what I have to say. That I'm like, hey, guys, you should really check this out. It's fucking really good. Like, and Great. I'm not just saying that because like I'm buddies with them or whatever. This is actually really fucking good. And here's why I think it's good. And, you know, if you want to listen to it, cool. If not, whatever. Not a big deal. But it's, it's, Well, I mean, it's, it's no different with movies than it is, or with music than it is with movies or books. And, you know, it's like, I mean, I, I get turned on to shit all the time. Like, yeah, it doesn't have to be just music or, you know, like cooking or, you know, like a bike. I mean, it, it's like, it's just always opening yourself and being receptive to opportunities instead of, just like going, oh, I'm old, or it's like I don't want to deal with it. It's like, well, then you're dead. You're you're ostensibly dead. You are dying, and we're all dying. But Seriously. you know, it's like your your behavior elicits that of somebody who's dead. So, well, it's nice though that sometimes that. like the product will talk for itself. You know, like it's something I was thinking of earlier when we were talking about the blind shake. Like, and, and I was just thinking mm-hmm. of personal times, like you know, like of playing them, like like you uh. You also referenced earlier, you know, the people that are into records just to, for having that record. We're, we're, we sit in my living room, which is very much dedicated to my hi-fi and record collection. And uh, I'm very much one of those people. And it's it's nice to be able to play things for people and like bands like the the Blind Shaker. Like, fuck, I could go through like a list of like, you know, you know fucking 50 bands. Let it go spins. Like, yeah, you just you, you play it for somebody like you're the non-musical people. Even even like the even the jewels and the polar bears. Yeah, yeah, like you play it for people that just don't have never heard it before and and people like it speaks for itself in, in many ways. You mm. know, like like good is good. You know, like you, you can play The Blind Shake very much is not a band you have to explain to people. Regardless no, like, of yeah, what yeah, they like, listen to. Yeah, it, exactly. <laughs> and that's, it's just like I that's a the, good fucking that's band. The point I'm trying to make is like a lot of times it's nice that the, that's there, it, that rare, that still exist. sinks through into, into people, you know, like like even even non musical people to like people that you have their own record collections that come over and listen to music with me, you know, like you can play them something good or like and it, people still recognize, you know, like the art within what's going on, like like oh shit, like, like I've never heard this before, and like so that that does still happen, even though like it's easy to be jaded, you know, the path of least resistance is very very easy to take, you know. That's my point. I'm sorry, what? Cool talk, bro. Awesome. To finish my point. (laughs) To finish my point. To finish my rant. No, I was... uh, It was a good point. I'm just... I'm I'm just having fun. You are having fun. (laughs) I did not do a good point. You left left a a very long and winding chemtrail in the sky (laughs) on that story. I was trying to explain myself, like... No, it's like, I was I was making the point of what you were saying. Like it's you know you turn people on to all these things, but like I was I was trying to make the point that a lot of times the the art speaks for itself. You know, like like you know there people recognize good even though you know like even though they don't go out and see it. You can, are you, play, saying... you can still play the record for somebody, and there are people that will still listen to it. You know, like like they're not going to be like oh whatever this is, this is bullshit. You know, like the, are you saying you can't stop the signal? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. What I'm saying is you can't stop the signal. Like, like art is art. Like, and the, the reason I referenced the blind shake is because that's when I thought of it earlier. It's like, like those guys still hit it. You know, like they. Yeah. It doesn't matter if there's five people in the audience or fucking thirty. We're gonna or fucking do it. And like every like five hundred or five thousand. Yeah. You know, sometimes they play to five and all five of them get it. Sometimes they play to fucking a hundred and, and only five get it. You know, like and and but still those those there's always that five in the audience that will 
you know, you can't exactly you can't stop the signal. They will they will get it. They will see the art of what it is. And you, not that the, not that I'm one not that I'm one to quote Henry Rollins with any frequency, <laughs> but uh, he he made a really he said something uh, he said a few things that I like. But one thing he said in particular is performing for people in on stage is an honor, and it really it, and it shouldn't matter. If one person is there or a thousand or a million, you play like it's the last show you're ever going to play. Yeah, that's, a and that's, that's a great that's quote. Great. Yeah. That's really good. I think I've said and, that a couple times. <laughs> well, it, it, Maybe it, I stole that why, from him. Did you think you were going to die afterwards? <laughs> no, no, because like, I, I mean, the way the way I look at it is, you know. To make the same point. It, it's to, to make exactly the same sort of point is that like most people that play music never play in a band. Most people that play bands never play a show. Most bands that play shows never go on tour. Most people that go on tour never, you know, it's like you could go down the line, but everything is, is, is an opportunity and an honor and a chance to to do something pure and hopefully express something that hasn't been expressed before or do something in a very un- unique voice that touches people in a way that makes a fucking difference. Like, it matters. And, I mean, that's... And that's... I don't know. That That's where I come from or how I try to come from with everything, for sure. And, you know, music broken down by sadness and despair. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> but, so you know, can I... Um, so can I ask, like, do you guys, like, have a playlist all set out for this show? Oh yeah, yeah, we've we've um we've actually played four four songs already. Do you have something you? I was gonna play something off of the uh, DefCon record. But if, we, if, if there's something you want us to play, yeah. But if you have we, something we specific, that, well, I mean, we can edit anything in that you well, want a, to have appear. There's a band here in town called Dasher that I absolutely am in love with. You know, it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier, uh, which is I'm not so ignorant as to think like when I go into a show like there's going to be some people there who know who I am however irrespective of that I still love going up to bands after a show and saying you guys are really fucking great and Dasher is one of those bands that I have seen kind of turn the corner and and I'm like holy shit like they were really kind of trashy and kind of stupid for a while, but then they turned this corner and I, I just had this moment where I was like, Oh my God, like this is, this is like one of those moments where it's like, I got to see the rocket team turn that corner or Harvey, Harvey Milk turn that corner or, you know, like, and, and with Dasher, like they're one of those bands where I'm just like, Holy shit, this band is going to be, if they can keep it together, if they can hold the ship together, they're going to be huge. <laughs> and so, but they have a free demo that they're giving away on their website, on their Bandcamp site. So if if you we'll, have any... We'll play it right after we get done talking with you. Seriously. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's... Do you have a... Do you have, like, preferred song or anything, or is it like a... Uh... Not not particularly. I think Soviet is a really good song. But they, I mean, every song... I mean, it's a girl drummer. And she's only been playing for a few years, and she sings as well. Wow. But uh, it, it, it's like <laughs> they're really, really good. And the thing is, like, they're part of the whole like Die Slaughterhouse scene here in town, which is awesome. I mean, I love those. You know, like the, the guy who runs the label. But I, I think sometimes it kind of goes into the like what I was talking about earlier, the affect of of garage oh, rock. Yeah, totally. And what I love about Dasher is like it's sort of everything is just pared down to its bare essence. Sure. And so it, in, in ways I'm like, oh, this sounds like Bailter Space. Oh, this sounds like the Ramones. Oh, this sounds like, 
but all of it is very unique. And so, there's yeah, there's a band called the Columbines that we played uh, right right as right as you were calling actually that uh, kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of that. Like they do. Like I, I would say, like, oh, what do they, what do they sound like? Oh, kind of like Link Ray, Garage Rock. I'm like, ah, but not Garage Rock. Like, what that means now? Yeah. <laughs> like, if that makes any sense at all. Like, they play this. It, it it's does more have menacing. A, a generational, and... yeah, definitely. Well, it, it, cool. you know, it's like I'm I'm old enough to remember like Estrus Records and like what totally, a yeah. what a what a firebrand they were. And the thing I loved about Dave and everything that he and Carl were supporting was it never adhered to a shtick. Like they, yes, they put out the first Man or Man records, but they also put out the mummies and they also right. put out, I mean, like, you know, Federation X, you know, it's like the fatal flying guillotines, you know, like DMBQ. I mean, like the stuff they put out was so all over the place, but, uh, <laughs> like now it's like everybody would kind of not know what to do with them. But, you know, it's like, you look at like, Castle Face, for example, just because you brought up John Dwyer earlier. You know, it's like that's a prime example of somebody who has been able to cultivate, you know, his, you know, like people who listen to him and he can then turn them onto their stuff. But, you know, it's like Estrus was just sort of like freeform. Like it was all over the place. Like maybe you'll like the Quadrajets, you know, it's like, right, exactly. it's like you never knew what was going to come next. Well, and, and and for me, you know, speaking of Estrus, like uh, you, you know, in my, my old band, we we turned around a lot. The whole reason we even ever played the City of Bellingham, which I, I adore in the first place, is because of Estrus Records and because of like, oh, that's the label that put out, uh, you know, Manor Asterman. That's oh, that- for cutie. I know you were there. For- <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cabber. What can I say? Is that what they're called? I oh god, I hope a not. Cab, a caber. <laughs> I really I've never heard that term. I can't vouch for the veracity of that term. Say a capper. I wish Don Caballero's fans were called that. That would be much uh, funnier. Yeah, it wouldn't caber, be funnier. Yeah. Cap, cabbers. <laughs> That's pretty good. Actually, <laughs> we should adopt that. We should make my, that my coworkers today were trying to explain to me the plot of the movie Looper, but they kept using the pronunciation of Luber. <laughs> like as in I'm as a, so so there's these guys and they call them loopers, right? <laughs> it worked for Are me. Are you talking I, about loopers I'm as talk- in caddies? No, like the the, the movie the, Looper, the movie Ryan Looper. Johnson, Ryan Johnson. It's uh, a yeah. the guy who did Brick. I'm so uh, glad that I don't know what you guys are talking Brick. about. Brick. It's a fucking great movie. Actually, Brick I, is way better, I, right. but anyway, this isn't <laughs> about that. It's just about the pronunciation of Looper. Well, it's funny because like I was I made my way through college Carrying golf bags. as a as a, like, as a looper. <laughs> well, but 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 that's why we were you were on your death on your like, death which, on your deathbed. You will receive total consciousness. So, well, you know, it's like I mean, there, there was no movie that reflected that time being a caddy more than Caddyshack, and, oh, and it's like I, such a great movie to this. And, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, but I was a caddy in the mid '80s, which was not too far behind when that movie came out it was it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it's a lot of fun. I, well, I, yeah. Do you have any? Uh, like, that, that's just, a, that's like, something we just like. You just painted a picture of me. I'm like totally like. I'm hearing one. Uh-huh. I'm hearing Caddyshack now. Like the the, uh, <laughs> the the thing about Caddyshack is like you can really tell that they wanted to make the caddy character like the protagonist in like the first half hour of the movie, and you can literally see them getting bored. <laughs> As the movie goes on, you're like, like uh, yeah. let's put more Chevy Chase in this. Let's just do another thing. Let's here. put more Bill Murray in this. I can't. I can't remember the name of the book, but the guy who wrote it and also did uh, 
Animal House, uh, Doug Kenny. There's a book about him. I can't remember the name of it, but definitely check it out. Like because he died shortly after Caddyshack came out. Oh wow! And uh, I mean, you talk yeah. about a guy who was a, a genius. I mean, he he was the man. So. Well, it's it's, huh. it's funny that you mentioned the like, and I, I kind of seized on you saying, "Oh, it's a lot of fun," because that kind of seems like the sort of uh, non compliment compliment that you can give to uh, people in bands that you don't necessarily like. Where you know, it, it's the same. Same you, guys, you guys look like you're having fun up there. Hey, you like, guys, rock and roll! Like you you're not are, you're not saying you guys are a great rock and roll band. You're saying you guys, and then rock and roll is a separate sentence. You guys were really playing up there. Kind of a free association, <laughs> and it's the kind of like non compliment. Thing that you, you guys, say, li- you guys like rock and roll. That someone will hear See, I've, as a compliment. I've stepped, it up, I've stepped it up one level more, where it's like <laughs> even if I do like the band or don't like the band, if I see them at any point during the night, especially before they go on, I go, man, that was a fucking great set. Uh, we didn't play yet (laughs) and then that way they just because i always think you know it's like just because i'm I'm the chocolate guy like i can get away with that shit where i just go man that last song was that a cover that was fucking awesome and what uh what kind of tuning did you use on that was that and so and and you know it's like immediately what i always love doing is putting bands at ease you know, because I think a lot of times, like, you know, it's like they just think everybody's just trying to either kiss their ass or, right. you know, like, get something. But it's like if you just immediately take them down, not take them down in a malicious way, but just sort of like, uh, you know, whatever. I'm just having fun here. Yeah, like it's, they, it's I've, a friendly... I've always found I've always found that they just let their guard down and, like, they they just know, okay, this guy's not gonna, he's not going to be a dickhead. <laughs> so. Well, and that's even some of those are passages in the in the rock Bible, even. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And I feel like my uh, you know my good friend Fez, who uh, Kerbal off the local audio forum, you know he I, I'm pretty sure he coined the this you guys saw you up there, saw you yeah. <laughs> now, the 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 and then the second sentence of saw you was my saw edition. You. Saw, you. <laughs> saw you. And you or, and, or and you nod and you nod and point, and you point to where the stage just was. Miming. Just miming you playing guitar. <laughs> you guys, you guys are really playing up there, guys. I did do you guys rock and roll to somebody who big timed Evan at a show, That's and like true. I that actually was pretty funny. I I enjoyed the music to a point in the fact that it was shameless replacements worship. It was very shameless replacements worship. And that speaking of someone did. did I frankly didn't really listen to the replacements that much, and I even knew that the two replacement songs they played were like, oh, these are the two most overplayed. Yeah, replacement so you can't songs. you can't cover. Bastards of Young and Can't Hardly Wait. Like, that's basically like saying, like, oh, cool. Like, I got a single of the replacements out of, like, a box of cereal or something. <laughs> and and they and they played. It was a fine enough show for after practice on Tuesday night, you know, kind of situation. It was, but... And then I, I've heard the bands... I, I, I did get big-timed by someone that I kind of, like, played in Wisconsin with a lot. And I've at, heard... At a show that were, there was, like, ten people. But I've heard uh, both uh, bands now. So I've heard his band, and I heard your old band. And your band is a lot better than that band. And so when he big-timed you... you do so, uh, well, that's... Well, I am saying so, because I can I can say that. The, uh, his band was a lot better than, than this guy's band. And I actually was like, oh, you know, fun, not inventive, but I get it. You know, cool, fun. But that definitely made me like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do it. Tonight's the night I'm going to do it. You it's guys, finally time. I was like, you guys... Rock and roll. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I was like, oh, you know, I didn't give you a compliment, dude. <laughs> you just, you, 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 you actually away. made like two non-sentences. Just like 
two two sentence fragments. You guys, period, rock, rock and, and roll, roll. period. <laughs> like seriously, like that. Like, the one I said that's just my go to phrase. Right? Like, it's funny. I don't know any specific stories, but that's the go to phrase. You guys are really playing. I don't know. <laughs> you guys, are, I can't. Like I can't. Like even if I don't like the band, I I can't just be like you guys sucked. But yeah, you guys, you guys are really playing. At least you get that. Well, and and we're we're diving pretty deep into the like you know like the awesome part of of th- supporting things you love and and you know uh, all that 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 great stuff. But you know, let let's be clear. Like like the the Chunglet legacy. There's also a good amount of of uh, tipping of sacred cows as well. Oh, yeah, I, I don't no, think you would back away from that at all. No, I mean I I'm not beholden to anybody. It's like I I you know. The, the whole reason that I got into the underground scene was not to hold everything precious. If anything, like, I, I just think that I, I just, I, I just don't think people should be given a pass just because of something, you know, something they might've done, you know, like it, it, it's, I, I think everybody is deserving of it. And, and, and that that whenever people whenever people meet me for the first time and you know it's like they go oh my god I thought you were going to be a dickhead I was like no man it's all it's 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 all it's all in good fun but you know it's like I, it's not like I would take it back it's not like oh my god I'm so yeah. sorry I said that no it's like well, you know it's like I mean you can say whatever you want to about me I certainly ridicule myself sure. way more than any band um, you know many of which that I'm friends with <laughs> you know it, it, it's it's kind of irrelevant. You know, the whole point is just to, you know, entertain yourself and entertain others. I mean, it, it, it put it to you this way. I always try and entertain myself. And if I can entertain myself, I, I feel like I've already accomplished everything because if I can entertain myself, then maybe somebody will dig it, but it's not, it's not the cause of why I do it. I, I don't look for, you know, constant, you know, ego stroking, as it were. No. Yeah, your own your own bar of entertainment is a good bar to to achieve, right? Well, and that's so. So that harkens back to to a point that uh, you know our guest on this now episode previous to you was the enigmatic and uh, wonderful Mister Steve Albini, and I, I forgot when we talked to you the other time that people cannot hear because it's the last episode that he was the uh, is this guy the biggest asshole in rock cover dude on your top 100 assholes Mm -hmm. and what i love about one thing i love about steve is he honestly seems to give like zero fucks about like what people think about him in any way shape or form uh but there's there's a lot of people on that list did you catch any like major blowback from that i mean is that something that like you know whether there was only one there was only one thing that i got major blowback from um but at no point did I really care. Like I, I did, there was, it was, it was something I said about Stephen Merritt. It basically said that he will sing for AIDS medicine. Like I can't remember what the <laughs> medicine was called. Oh shit! Wow. And, and you know what? I, I read this and I probably was like, oh damn, at the time too. But like, yeah, it's been a while, well, and, so and, but, it's fine. But but the, but the thing was, you know, it's like I was, I, I would like to think that I was on pretty good terms with Merge. And like the second somebody told me what I did, I was like, Oh my God. And so I immediately called them up and, and Laura answered the phone and, and she was kind wait, of, wait, wait, wait. Kind of I'm peculiar. Sorry. 
Who? Uh, can you back up a second? Who was it that oh, answered the phone? Laura Ballant from Super Chunk. There it is. There we go. That's yeah. the stuff. Okay. <laughs> um, but she picked up, and she was very aloof and very not engaging. Like because I very directly said, "I'm really, really sorry about what I said." Blah blah blah. And you know, it's like she was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about." But when I hung up. I later found out that they all knew very well what I was talking about because Stephen Merritt uh, caught wind of it, and there was a magnetic field ad in that issue, and like he insisted that he wasn't going to pay for it, oh. and you know, and you know, again, like I tried with everything in my life to address things head on, sure, yeah, and and like I tried. And if they have a problem with it, then they have a problem with it. But I tried my very best to be earnest. And if, if, if they can't accept that, then oh well. Um, but I think I think we're cool now. <laughs> they, they, they contacted me about Breadwinner because I think they're going to be reissuing some stuff. Oh, but, fuck yeah. That's awesome. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, uh, but, you know, other than that, you know, it's like, I mean, it, it's like with everything. Like, I, I just really don't spend too much time dwelling on whether somebody's going to like me or not like me after something comes out because it's again like it, you can drive i mean it's the same thing with being in a band you know you could drive yourself crazy trying to please others if anything if you can please yourself then you're already winning um you know uh there was uh there was a time when the chocolate 10th anniversary happened which was three days at the 40 watt and I flew in stand-up comedians, a bunch of bands played, but the attendance was dreadful. It was so bad. And afterwards, no idea what that's all. Like. Well, but, but at the 40 watt, at 40 watt, like an 800, it's kind of like, it's a, big, it's a big, yeah, it's, it's a, a big, big place. Big yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember as, as is often the case, uh, Barry, the owner of the 40 watt, she had an after party at her house and she's always been extremely, uh, generous of her time and her house whenever I do stuff up there. And, and I was just really dispirited and I was kind of just sitting in the kitchen and keep in mind, like this, the only other than David Cross playing to a room full of people that just wanted to yell at him. You know, like Greg Barrett and Patton Oswalt played to a couple of dozen people. Um, wow. I said dozen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not, not and hundred. That means dozen folks. Dozen. Dozen. Dozens of folks. And I remember after the third day, I was sitting in, in Barry's kitchen and I was really sad. And this guy came up to me who I really didn't know. I mean, I recognized him, but he came up to me and he was like, Henry, you don't know me, but I'm a really big fan. And I think if you knew who I was, you would probably say you fucking hate my guts. And, and I was like, you're the guy from widespread panic, aren't you? And he was like, yeah, wow. it was Dave schools from widespread panic. And you know, it's like he, he, this, <laughs> wow. this guy That's... who's just like one of the top billboard, like, I mean, one of the top touring acts in the country said, Henry, you may not believe this. You may not believe this right now, but you won. You won. It happened. You it, it, it existed and you won. Don't don't be dwelling on you know the money. Money is relative, but you made it happen and you can own that. 
And, and of course, then he started telling me about a base that he had bought from John Entwistle's estate for like $125,000. But, uh, but, nice. But I always bring that up to people when people get really discouraged. I'm like, you know, it's like he, he makes a really valid point, and it's something that I think of often. I'm just by the mere fact that anything I do exists means that it's already, you know, one. So it's that, yep. that's what I was trying to impart to people. It's like don't get discouraged. It's it, it, you know just keep at it. Yeah, man, that's uh, <laughs> that's all. That, I that, got, that, 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 that's as great a place to end as any. That's awesome. Yeah, that's that, uh, that, that does tie it up. Oh, shit, I, I do. Uh, hold on. What, what you know? What's interesting about this podcast is we've actually been recording it. So. Yeah, that that's great. <laughs> oh, more encore. The record button. Is oh, give it up for the record button. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, Henry. And for Henry Owings, thanks for being with us. Thanks so much, man. This is the, thanks. Thanks for oh, doing this second it was all time. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really ours. Yeah, that, that's the the fact that you uh, were so cool about our one and only major fuck up in the show. Uh, from a technical standpoint, that everything else made, is solid. Made for a non-show. There's been many fuck-ups otherwise. Uh, it, it speaks a lot to your character, and really does. It, you know this is actually. I, you know, I mean, as much as I enjoyed the other talk, I actually think this one has been kind of more interesting. It's been better mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> in a way. It was a good warm-up. And then and there's lots of things I'd like to get to, but I tell you what, how about we have you on another time? Uh, maybe we'll you know do an in-person or something sometime. That would be great. And uh, yeah, it's it's been great, and all things. Chunklet, uh, chunklet.com. Mm-hmm. You know, you're on the Twitters. I say, if you have a toilet, that's all, that's you should get a copy of the Rock Bible. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, get the Rock Bible, put it on the toilet. You'll you'll be the envy of everybody. all of your friends and acquaintances. Who poops? All all two of your friends. Confuse 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 <laughs> your parents you your with the Rock Bible. <laughs> uh, it, it's been wonderful. Uh, thank you so much. Did you have a specific song by the uh, that band Downer that? Uh, Dasher, sorry. Dasher. Sorry. I think Soviet, Soviet would be yeah, good. Soviet. Soviet. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned it, but I was like, I was. It's like a fucking. It's like a missile base over here. I'm fucking doing this. I'm going over here. Like, you know, the, the <laughs> hyperdrive's engaging. The fucking fuss capacitor's re- rebooting. You know, it's a whole new situation. Neutron, I'm, I'm sick of your, your futuristic blowback. <laughs> Let's hear some songs. Uh, Henry, thanks so much, man. Uh, I'll, uh, thank you. Is now when I hang up? Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being on the second time. Oh, we'll have you again. Guys, have a good night. I'm you too. Thanks, thanks so much, Henry. <laughs> All right, take care, thank brother. Thank you. Take care. Bye. All right, word. Henry Owens, ladies and gentlemen. That was nice. He's good. On Dasher. And Dasher. This is uh, this is going to be Dasher. On with Smasher. On um, what's no, This is uh, Soviet by Dasher. I have no idea what this is going to sound like. Me either. Oh.
That's a Room Runner with uh, the fuck is that called? Vaporize on Ideal Cities. That's actually one of Kona Neutron's top records of 2013. Mm. Quite like it. It was good. And Dasher before that. And before that was Dasher with Soviet. I'm not going to fucking forget it now, motherfucker. You will not. (laughs) That was a a Henry Owens pick. Through the uh, oh hey yeah I was looking. I'm glad you could join us. Hey thanks I'm here. (laughs) The on mic stylings of (laughs) totally in the room. Jacob Mouse Menwa. I've been here the whole time. Me and we? Well, oh, well hey, hi. I, I didn't, didn't see, see you there. there. But now I do. You're right there. Ooh. Yeah, man. Feel the ghost? That was a weird jinx. <laughs> that was a weird jinx. I would not see it, man. That, that sounds like psych. No. Bad psych. I would not go see weird jinx. Jesus, that's that's terrible. No, it's goth in a bad that's, way. It's goth. That's, <laughs> that's, like, that's terrible. It's very, how, could, could there be a man that is goth in the right way? In this day and age, uh, no. do you think that's possible? I think that band would probably get booked at the Rocket Room. Oh, the, and I played in a band once called Doomsday's Bro that played with a goth band, and it was not fun. <laughs> in today's day and age, it was it, like they had a girl painted all white and like just sitting there doing like like weird uh, <laughs> weird stances. For the, for the listener, they, they can't had see her painted all white. They had her painted all white. Mouse is making gesticulating like, like, motions yeah, she was that are very like, much sat in the front and did like weird just yeah. The just reaching for the uh, that's all she did. She just fucking reached for the sky and like oh. it's it's like reach for the cobwebs. Like she enacted what the singer was saying or something. I don't know. It was just like wow, this what? Is, what did she did she put herself in a straitjacket and demand that I tell her bandmates to hurry the fuck up? She did. Okay, that's interesting. Don't say the name of that band because nobody needs to look that. They don't need any free press. You goddamn right. You've been listening to You Can't Stop the Signal, and we thank you. We thank you for that. Uh, Signal Pod Pod. on Twitter. Somewhere in there. Can't stop the signal dot net. Net as in nothing but. I'm never gonna stop saying that. Swish. Uh, we're on Facebook if you must. <laughs> you can find us there. Are you going to try to force that as like a catchphrase? Like, you know what? like get like a Conan Neutron nothing but net like t-shirt with like a caricature <laughs> version of yourself. <laughs> like shooting a free throw. Yeah. Or, something, or something like really. I don't know if I'm going to go that far. Sports but, yeah. references. I get them all. They're fun. Hey, that's Henry, that, that's Henry Owens. Um, you know, hey man. Check out the Chunklet Empire at the Chunklet. Check out the Chunklet. Dot com. <laughs> it's not checkoutthechunkwood.com. It's, it's just. <laughs> Although maybe we should get checkoutthechunkwood.com and just redirect the chunklet. Is that is that too? Am I going too deep? We don't need I'm to buy any. Deep. We're not looking to buy domain we names are tonight. So we are looking to, on Twitter. We are looking to wrap up this damn show. As it, in nothing but. We're meta and like we've had enough beers. We'll act on this. These weird fucking. We're meta, but Facebook. we're not very metal. Facebook, no, if you must, Henry metal. Owens. Thank you very much. This has been You Can't Stop the Signal. This is Thank Two you. to the Left. No. I love Thank you. you. Thank you. Mm. I love every one of you. The music industry is lying to No, you. it's not. It's, it is telling it's, you it's, that it's you are really excited. You and you are excited. And you are excited. Or rather, you have confused excitement with the fear of missing out. Which is understandable as these two feelings are very closely related. Focusing as they do on the heart and the groin and ending in a bloody mess, pregnancy tests and too little sleep. A survey says that shouting inanities in a regional accent is valuable to culture. Look at
Yeah, you're, yeah, exactly. Well, and it's, did you just call me a bastard? No, <laughs> an, an ambassador. 
ambassador. You're a bastard here. ambassador. Just drop that in later. Like, they are the most metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> More so, so than loincloth, even? Dude. Like, it, More it, so it, than facts, dude? <laughs> way more <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Mouse. Did you do a drop for that one? Faxted. <laughs> Holy shit. That's the that's the most mentioned they've had in like years. <laughs> do, you, do you think they're do you think they're gonna see a bump? You know, like <laughs> signal bump, they actually, baby. They, they are gonna like, sell literally yes, single digits the, of downloads. The one person listening to this that has no idea who that is will actually go check it out. So yes, they'll get a bump. Like of the one person. <laughs> one dude. <laughs> God, I hope they have a band camp site. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>